Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Whitney, believe it or not, it looks like we've made it another year. Uh, 2015 is uh, almost uh, in the wraps, man. Yes, it has. We just about got this baby in the can. Well, not only have we made it, like as individuals, but yeah. the, the show made it another year. Brent, this is it's uh, like a milestone. It, 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 kind Brent, of. This this is a pretty healthy number. I mean, by my counting, okay, and I even took my socks off to use my toes. Weird episode he, number 36. He did that outside. Yes, like, I did. Oh. Yeah, I did. As I was driving over. Oh. <laughs> That's how we do it in Kentucky. <laughs> That's how we do it. No texting, but you can episode count on your toes while you drive. So no worries at all. So we're going to do something a little different for the December show. Oh, yeah. In honor of Christmas. Man. Absolutely. Yes. Our intention yeah. is to maybe go in with a little shorter show for December. Yeah. This one will only be seven and a half hours long. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say our intention. Yeah. I think the last two or three we intended to be pretty short, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Hey, hold on, Brent. Let me. I, I need to pop my toes because once I start using them to count, I think we'll get through at least two and a half commutes. Maybe, maybe I don't, I don't know, know something like I, that. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm lost on the show to commute ratio. Yeah, it's it's a it's an inexact science. Is yes, what it, it is. It best, yes, it best, yes, it definitely. So we're going to do something that's a little bit different. We're going to just kind of mix up our, our kind of our normal routine. Yeah, and uh, hopefully everybody enjoys it. You know, if not, too bad. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> the show's already recorded anyway. You know, no. Oh, no, this this Once will be fun. You, you'll have to listen to all of it to understand to figure out if you like it or not. Exactly, so we've exactly. already got you. Yeah, we'll jumble it all up. But no, no, everybody, th- we just wanted to kind of do a, a, I guess, kind of a year in reflection. And Brent and I've been talking about this show for a couple of months now. You know, just how we were going to structure and what we what we we're going to cover and everything. And so, yeah, in honor of Christmas, I mean, you know, Brent, the good thing about it is we spend none of your money this month. Oh, that's going to be none of awesome. your money this Everyone month. Everyone else has spent it. Yes, but I'm going to spend it three X in January. I was ra- so don't you wait. I was wrapping Christmas presents last night. Yeah. It's like, oh. Oh, Whitney's spending my money. Yeah, it's, you know, I don't so much mind, you know, purchasing Christmas presents. Yeah. I actually quite enjoy that. Yeah. I could do without the wrapping. Yeah. Honestly, I could yes. do without the wrapping. Yeah, all, all of mine come out looking like uh, something that come out of Cousin Eddie's van. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, <laughs> that, something that the dog snots chewed on or something like that. that I don't a, know. That's all kinds of levels of wrong. <laughs> We are going to watch that uh, that film. That's part of the Roberts family tradition. Man. Oh, is it? Yeah, we cover off on that. Uh, we cover off on Polar Express. Uh, we watch Elf, and you know we'll probably sprinkle a couple more, you know, in there just as uh, just as time goes by. You know, I have we, never we seen get, Polar Express. Oh man. Polar Express is is really good. The in-laws come over on Christmas Day, and we sit down in the home theater and we watch Polar Express. And I'll tell you, the animation is a little it's a little um, stoic, I guess. Maybe it's a, it's a little tough to watch. But is the, it the style? I mean, because it, it's not necessarily dated. It's only a no, few years old. It, it's at this not point, dated, right? but but everything looks a little plasticky when it comes to the people. You know, I, I think it's just the state of animation at the year that it was that it was created. Um, but the story itself is second to none you know what it talks about the lesson that it teaches is just fantastic so uh, the visuals of the movie are great i mean it's neat to watch you know in like an immersive uh an immersive uh, setting so you know you just you, you take it all in and it's polar express and i love it so I had, it's I one just of my had, favorites i just had to google this because i always get it confused yeah. with a christmas carol but yeah. you know the classic 
a Christmas story. A Christmas story. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's not one that I've ever like really gravitated towards. So now our family kind of did. Okay. Gotcha. Last year I hadn't watched it end to end in years. And last year that was kind of my goal. And I did. Okay. I, I just sat down one night and I don't make time a lot to do just sit down and yeah. just oh, watch yeah. something. Yeah, we should all slow down a little bit, man. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. Uh, my TiVo is my gauge as to how far behind I am, you know, <laughs> and stuff that I, where I well, just, just to kind of works. relax. Yeah, yeah. And now the... the the, I've got a newer HD TiVo, and but I've always used the classic menus. This is yeah. you want to talk about classic first world problems. Here yeah. it is. Oh yeah, I switched over my HD TiVo to <laughs> the, the boomerangs that are thrown yeah, to you huh? to the new menu style, and yeah. it has a percent full. Uh-huh. So now I've got this reminder of how far I'm behind on relaxation <laughs> yeah. in in the form of a percent full there's, meter there's on my TiVo. Stress everywhere, Brent. I, it's stress mo- everywhere. It's mocking me. I, you know, <laughs> honestly, I've thought about just breaking it or killing it with fire. <laughs> it laughs at you while. It records that's, that's pretty funny oh <laughs> but yeah man yeah polar express and elf and, welcome, you know, to, and, and welcome to the welcome to the movie podcast yeah, the, yes uh yeah the broken token movie <laughs> review but uh the broken ticket movie <laughs> review. <laughs> another name for another show man oh. but, but yeah so so before we get into like the year-end wrap-up why don't we just cover off on a few uh, on a few updates and then we'll roll into what what we really wanted to what we really wanted to cover for this yeah month. absolutely yeah I mean, we can't we can't not do our updates, oh yeah man. got it got to do the updates and i'll tell you what man i'm looking at the show notes and your updates are far far better than mine but uh you know i somebody's got to drag the bucket along and that'll be me on this show okay <laughs> well you know my updates surround I, I, let me just even back that up yeah i had quite a few arcade updates even yeah. coming into the holiday because the holidays thanksgiving and you know christmas time and all that that's basically when my game room really has classically been used yeah when it's at full tilt huh exactly yeah so i I just i kind of had to get ready yeah and it started out as usual with a lot of cleaning and oddly enough a lot of that was in my garage outside the game room yeah whitney's i can see whitney's eyes rolling i was like what does that have to do with anything yeah invariably i had to look to the ceiling and think that through so yes well invariably when the local game community the the folks you know game here locally when they come by invariably there's kind of a tour hey what projects are you working mm-hmm. on what do you got going on and yeah you know i wanted What's some your setup like yeah you know stuff like that i wanted yeah. somebody to be able to walk through the garage and not have you know fear of losing a limb or something <laughs> so i spent a lot of time out there and it's the classic story it's like oh okay i'm gonna start here and here is goes there and then there and then here and then yeah. you do that and yeah. then it Squirrel! Just, yeah it takes yeah. more time than you anticipated exactly but i did actually get a lot of a lot of things kind of knocked out and finally got to the point where i could see my workbenches again yeah and so i mean it was it was welcome because now i can do other things out in the garage i just had stuff piled up everywhere but of course obviously cleaning in the game room things that you know fingerprints everywhere stuff is i've gone and played games i've had family over onesies and twosies play games just making sure everything works getting everything booted up yeah so everything looks good i mean i'll give it that i brought the uh, uh the cartoon theater down yeah and i'll talk a little bit about that in a minute but you know i kind of had a space out here in the middle of the floor when the big the big guns was there yeah and oh big guns big hey, guns hey now you want to know the interesting thing about big guns either that machine is making the rounds okay okay or there's just been a rash of them for sale after after being outed on the podcast because i've seen one for sale in lexington kentucky i've seen another one for sale 
sale here in Louisville. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Now, I texted you the one in Lexington. Yeah, I saw that one. And when I saw the one in Louisville, I just thought it was a joke and just started laughing. And I'm like, well, you know, I, there's, if you're gonna, there's no sense in adding to it, you know, piling on. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I've seen two for sale within the past two weeks. And I know that uh, I know they're not the same machine. I, and I know of a third that has that has come into town. This one was brought into town oh. by another local collector. I see. So, really? I mean, you think it'll be up on the block. We're soon? rife with big guns. <laughs> it's like it's like there's as many big guns around here as there is Pac-Man. I, I guess there is. They're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. So I had a big hole, and I decided you know to bring some games down and fill it up. But, okay. So. Family comes over on Thanksgiving. I've hosted the family for several years, you know, since basically the house was kind of in a condition to do that. Yeah. So you got to go through. That's kind of like my pre-run for the next party. Yeah. You know, I have gotcha. a I have a an annual party generally right around that first Saturday in December. So I go kind of a back to back thing, and depending on how the you know the the days of the week fall and how much space I get and all that, you know, I. They're, they're, it's literally back to back. Yeah. Okay. You know, so I kind of get everything lined out for Thanksgiving, and that's kind of my dry run. Make sure everything's up and running and kind of bulletproofed and tested, and then I have the time between that Thanksgiving and then that next Saturday to just fix anything that went down and yeah, broke. Gotcha. So Thanksgiving went great. Yeah. You know, everything came up, everything ran, everything played. I didn't have any issues. Um, family had a great time cleaned everything up and kind of got it ready and then then came the annual party yeah okay and then I, it, it went pretty well but things did take an ugly turn so how so well the burger time went down oh i, I thought somebody choked on a turkey leg no, or something no, like no, that no. okay so the burger time goes down yeah and Ooh. it goes down that's like got, that's gotta hurt instantly <laughs> i turned the game room on and i walked across the floor <laughs> and someone said this one didn't come on yeah i went oh it's man freaking burger time so <laughs> this is I, I can't i can't help but to laugh at myself so did you figure out what was going on after the party was over oh okay I, and like I said, I can't help but to laugh at myself. I open up the back door. I got everybody in swing. Um, people are st- streaming in because it's the start of the party. Everyone's wanting to say hi. And I got my head in the back of a game. And my, yeah. you know, So I pop the back door off the game. The monitor's coming up. Okay, it's not that silly zenith. Yeah. And I look down <laughs> and uh, I start looking around, pull the cover off the fuses, and one of the fuses is blown. Oh, oh great, great. Turn the game off, go get a fuse, jam it in there turn a game on and if within a few seconds that thing that the L it's a slow blow and it mm-hmm. starts to just get red hot and mm-hmm. boom, it's yeah. gone and pow man yeah so i go get another fuse and i thought well while i've while i'm in here i'm gonna at least try to a couple little silly things so i okay. pulled both of the the connectors off the boards it's a double layer board two two connectors yeah plugged the jam the fuse in it turned on it was fine okay turned it off Plugged up one of the boards, turned it, turned it on, let it sit there for a few seconds, no problem. Plugged in the second board, turned it back on, and it, it started, it did the same thing. I yeah. thought, nah, I said, I'm, I'm done with it. I can't, yeah. I, you know, people are here. Yeah. So I put the back door I've on, got other pushed things got off the corner, yeah. and we just went on with the party. Yeah. Come to find out, and th- this was this was my fault. You know, this is the classic, check your fuses, check your power. Yeah, always start at power, buddy. Had, and this is my fault, and I can only blame it on just, there was just so much going on i wasn't thinking so yeah. looking down on, on the the transformer assembly there's this was the five volt line there's actually two fuses and this makes sense there's two fuses on the five volt line it's down the transformer assembly so it's it's ac power and they fused both sides of the ac 
the AC line, which eventually feeds the power supply, which mm-hmm. is converted to five volt DC. Mm-hmm. And the other fuse was blown. But it wasn't like catastrophically blown, so I should have taken a meter and looked at all of them. Oh, so my assumption is is that when I turned the game on, the fuse is probably twenty years old. One of the fuses died. Yeah. So now I've only got half of the AC, and my assumption is I've not looked at the schematics, but my assumption is is the power supply was taking half of the what you know it was it was basically a half wave at this point. It was getting one side of it, and it was rectifying that and trying to make some dc and it, it just started pulling so much power when the boards came up that it then overdrew the one fuse and it catastrophically blew yeah okay so that, i don't know that's my guess like i said i I'd, i could get in and test the theory but at this point it's not important just you know just replace two fuses and that's what i did and the silly things working <laughs> fair enough yeah I so was, at this point it truly was just a fuse it absolutely was i was wow. all i was all prepared to go and start doing you know deep forensic analysis as to where my four, five volt short was yeah, or you could just replace two fuses and i just figured out it was two fuses yeah, and actually it's over there running good job brent yes yay <laughs> you're an idiot yeah. oh. uh, so it's over there running right now sweet you know, just to, i'm just gonna to, play it baby before i leave. oh yeah i turned yeah. it on just to mock me yeah well that's the, that big number 12 just staring yeah. you square in the <laughs> face like, wasn't take it? the 12 off <laughs> so um real quick and also speaking of that i a shout out I'll, I'll semi-break the last name rule here because she has been on the show. Yeah. Uh, Debs Fitzpatrick. Yes, yes. And her husband, Chris, made it to my uh, my party. That's and, that's that's awesome. So, and they're, awesome. they're out of Indiana, so they're a good couple hours north. And yeah. as it turns out, you know, Chris has got family here. And uh, um, if uh, hopefully you're all listening, Chris and Debs. They had sent me an email like day of the party and it got to the point where i was no longer checking email because i was yeah. just trying to get things together yep. and um yeah i wasn't i i didn't want to get all over the board so i wasn't rushing i've done that in years past and it's just counterproductive so kind of got to the point where i was just doing what i needed to do and just kind of chugging along and mm-hmm. then and honestly they had sent me an email that said they were really going to try to make it and then they sent me an email that says okay we're, we're on we're good yeah so they i turned around and there they stood awesome <laughs> that's yeah that's great here i thought they drove all the way down from indiana just for me but no he happened to be in town well so. well you know the end results all that matters yeah the end results all that matters <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh we had had quite a few of the local arcade community that made it of course like i said chris and deb's made it yeah that's cool um and I mean, we had a great time. I said I also pulled out. I had a working Star Castle in the garage. Yeah, I was I was eyeing that man. I was. That, it looks like it's in good good shape as well. It's well, it's looks are deceiving. Oh, okay. Yeah, the the part of the cabinet looked like it had been knocked off, like clean off. And there's a couple sections on the far side of it where somebody has grafted in another piece of wood. Oh. And then it whoever did it spent some time with it. Yeah. Because they, they smoothed it, and then they painted it white, and then they rerouted it for the T-molding. Mm. So somewhere it has taken a, ser- a serious hit. Yeah. But it's a completely working star castle. Yeah. Well, and that, that has its merits in and of itself. Yeah. But my star castle, I mean... And mine is complete, but man, the cabinet is just. Every, those cabinets are crap. Every one I've got another in the garage. Yeah, it's every one of the cabinets I've ever seen for for, for the most part swollen are, are just they're swollen, they're beat up. They're yes. I I don't know whether they took a a rough they had just had a rough life or they were just 
the wood was so low quality that it was just so easy for it to just chip that's, and break or that's what? what that's what the art I, is rough on them it's, always it's always rough and mine's no exception man mine is swollen on the bottom it's got a little bit of a lean to it and it just it, the cabinet itself feels soft you know it, it that's about the best way i know to describe it it doesn't feel like good quality um you know good quality mdf it it just feels Soft particle board, just soft, mm-hmm. and so I, I, I've never seen one that is in stellar shape ever. Now, the other, the other one I've Unless got, it's a rebuild cabinet. Yeah, you know, a swapped cabinet. The yeah. other one that I've got, the cabinet itself is actually much better than this one. Okay, I mean, this one's fine after the repairs. Yeah, but from a quote unquote originality perspective, yeah, the other one that I have is much nicer. But it's just overall, it's just dingier and dirtier, and the art's much worse. Yeah, got so it. you know. And I've never plugged it in. I mean, I, I was when I got the game. I also got a, a couple of the parts in hand. Yeah, you know. I so see, I see. Yeah, my my intention is to use this game to play off that game and get them both working. Get eventually. them both working. Yeah, but, gotcha. So yeah, this, this I, lo- I love the game. It's a fun game. It's a I do. Fun I enjoy game. It. I love it. This I said fully working. The, there is an issue with the sound. All the sounds are there, but it's. It's not as full or uh-huh. as rich, whatever word you want to use. You know, I, I'm. I'm I'm not an audio engineer by any stretch of the imagination, but it it just doesn't sound right. And it's mm. it's consistent across all the sounds. Yeah. So I kind of need to get in there and just, you know, there's not a sound chip yeah. per se. There's not the, the whole thing. There's not a processor in it. The whole thing is discrete logic. There's not a specific sound chip that generates the sound that I that I under I don't understand there to be one. I've looked into it a little bit, so I don't know if it's a problem with the final amp or what. But I, I don't know. I need to get in there and poke around a little bit. But I mean, the game plays just fine. Yeah. So well, it's it's a game worth having in my mind, and it's a game worth fixing as well. So uh, I was I think it's one of the neater games to have in a collection. Personally, I, I plan on hanging hanging on to it, and I think it looks uh, awful spiffy right there next to to my ripoff. Yeah, it does. It does. Like two peas in a pod, man. Yep. Two peas so, in a pod. The Battle Zone, which I have had an on-off love-hate relationship throughout the course of the year. Yeah. It was rock solid through both Thanksgiving and through the December party. So you you feel like your latest fixes have held? Yes. I think they have. I mean, it's good. I I checked on it several times. I know several people played it. We didn't have any issues with it. I I was prone to go up and just kind of rap on the cabinet, kind of give it a little shake. Make sure. Yeah. And I, I, I was... I was just thrilled to death with it, so I'm I'm kind of actually afraid to touch it now. The cartoon theater, I mentioned, I brought that down. Now, one of the things I did for that, kind of leading up to, I, I kind of got ready for it at Thanksgiving, but didn't do it, and then I worked on the conversion between Thanksgiving and the December party. Yeah, is I converted it for coins. So up oh, until okay. then, it was running the Raspberry Pi. We've already talked about all that stuff. Yeah, and I had had it set up for like a little arcade expo that was March of 2015 mm-hmm. and I just had it set to run in a loop yeah. and, but I wanted to run on coins because everything else in the in the arcade here my, my game room runs on coins so I'd started working with the GPIO pins on the Raspberry Pi I think I mentioned this on the last show you did yeah and I got it got it working where I've got those connected to the coin uh, not the coin mech to the coin switch that was already in the booth so when you drop a quarter it flips it flicks it and you know away she goes it takes a credit and i did it in such a way that if if you 
if it's playing a cartoon, you can continue to drop quarters in it and it will continue to bank up those credits. Mm-hmm. And then I also put a switch on it so that I can open the door, reach in and flip a switch and then basically switch it to air quotes free play. So like when I take it to an expo oh, or nice. something, yeah. I can just click yeah. it. I don't have to get in and change, you know, change the or way put the, the script credits is, on it yeah. or something stupid like yeah. that. I don't yeah. have to change the way the script is written or anything. I just reach in, I flip a switch and it does its thing. Oh, so that's neat. Now I'm going to have to work on a little bit. If you've ever had or heard of, um, there, there's a, I'm trying to think even how to get into this, but on, uh, um, on a lot of game boards, it, do you notice like right kind of where the edge connector is? You'll see a lot of resistors, like a bank of resistors. Yeah. Generally those are going to be, depending on how it's designed, they're pull up, uh, they're going to, it's a pull up resistor. Well, in an arcade game, it's typically going to be a pull up because when you hit your button or your joystick direction, you're grounding that pin, you're pulling it down. So what the pull up resistors do is, is they'll put a steady like five volts on the line, but the resistance of the resistor keeps you from pulling high current when you short it to ground. So you get that pull up, the line doesn't float. It's just not all over. And then when you ground it, you get a solid ground it's a and it's solid, registered. A solid drop, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I was looking through the through the documentation on the Raspberry Pi, and then you can code to it to put like a software version of that pull-up resistor oh, in it. Oh, wow. Turns out that's not necessarily the case. And, and I'm kind of reading conflicting things as to, well, it's only on this pin and that pin, and it's because of this, and it doesn't work here and there. Or, yeah, they have it, but it's real weak. So at the end of the day, the recommendation is is to actually put a physical resistor, pull-up resistor on it. Because what happens is, is if you don't, and that's what's, what's happening to this, the line actually floats. And it's suscept- It's like a big antenna, yeah. and it's susceptible to anything going on in the room. Oh, wow. Okay. And so it, the thing played, for example, at my at the yearly party, the December party, it played all night. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. And I didn't pay it much attention, but I had already noticed it kind of freaking out a little bit. Just when I had the game room running, I'd walk by or I'd do something, and it would auto credit itself. You know, <laughs> there's carpet down here, yeah. and it's, yeah. you know, it's dry outside, so there's yeah. a lot of static, and so at the end of the night, I go to open up the coin, you know, the, the coin door to see what was in it. It had two quarters in it. How about it? So basically, it had auto credited itself all, all, night, all, all night, night long. long. Yeah, all <laughs> night long. I noticed it during the, it, when the night started to wind down, there's just a few people here. It it was back up to the insert credit screen that I put in it. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I figured people were just putting quarters in it. Like, no, nope, it just ran out of credits. <laughs> nobody was walking by. <laughs> so... I'm I'm very happy with uh, what I did, but not quite happy with the results. I yeah. need to get in, make a few hardware tweaks. That, that is pretty cool, though. I, I mean, I've not messed much with a Raspberry Pi at all. Have you seen the new one? Have you heard of those? Is you talking about the the Raspberry Pi twos? No, the Pi Zero. Oh no, five dollars. No, wow, five bucks. Five bucks. Whew. Now it's mainly Crazy. it's it's kind of designed to be like a. Um, I don't know, have you ever heard of an Arduino? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now I have worked with those. Oh, have you? Yes, yes I, I haven't have. worked with those. Yeah, yeah, I have worked with those. So for folks that don't know what those are, the idea of, and I'm thinking of using an Arduino to do a couple things. Uh, I know there's a local collector here that's that's trying to do some stuff in a pinball, mm-hmm. and I think I can do it pretty easy with an Arduino. And I, uh, I mentioned, there's well, there, I don't know if I mentioned on the show, there, I know there's pictures on our Facebook page of the, the little chicken machine I've got that you put a quarter in it. And well, yep. the one I've got, it, it has no real electronics in it. It's got a little voice box like from a doll. Yeah. 
and that squawks. It's supposed to squawk, I guess. I haven't got, I haven't put batteries in it to make the chicken sound. It, it's not like it has actual electronics or yeah. ROM with a sound in it. Yeah. I was thinking of redoing that with like an Arduino, but basically what an Arduino is is it's like a little development board, and it's yes. got a little microcontroller on it that you can program. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can write code to it. Right. It's, it's really neat. And you can say, okay, well, if I see this on this pin, go do this out here yeah. or read this sensor or trip this thing and yeah. do that. And basically, it's a little controller. It, there's smaller versions of it so that when you get the one... I, I think what are, what's the dev boards cost? Maybe fifty bucks. I think I paid thirty five for mine, but it was a kit, and I soldered it all together okay. myself. But so, what's nice about the Arduinos, though, is you can do the shields. You know, yeah. because if you want an Ethernet port on it, or if you want a USB port on it, or if you, you want, snap it right on top you of can it, snap, you can put the shield right on top of the board, and it and it not only extends the programming interface, but it extends the functionality of it as well. So yeah, they're they're very very handy and capable, I guess. So yeah, you you. Shields aside, yeah. Shields aside, if you you can get the dev board, which has got all the features and functions, and it's easier to program and easier to work with, just code in, code out, test, mm-hmm. and then you can get smaller versions of the Arduino with limited feature sets. And the idea is, is those are cheaper, and then if you're going to do something with it, and you want to make like fifty, mm-hmm. well, you go buy fifty of the little ones, yeah, and then you use the expensive one to develop with, yeah. And, and then, then use the small ones for, for your produ- projects. For the, for the production, yeah. And that's how I look at this $5 pie. Yeah, I see. It, it doesn't, it's got the GPIO pins, the input-output pins, but they it comes unpopulated. $5. You know, it's got a USB port, but it's not a full-size USB port. It's one of the, the minis or the micros like it's on most cell phones these days. That'd be micro. Micros, yeah. okay. So if when you go to work with it, like program it, you, yeah. have, you have to have a USB hub and the cable that'll go from the micro to a to a the standard rectangular one. What is that? A Type A or Type something? Type A. Type yes. A. Yes. But the idea is, is that you you plug your your little hub into it, and then the hub's got your mouse and your keyboard, and you can zip your program to it, and then unplug it all and run it it's headless done. and do something with it. Yeah. See, that's sweet. You know, that's sweet. And for five dollars, man, how five can you beat that? Bucks. Yeah, it's crazy. So, but anyway, so you hadn't got to work with one. No, not saying. not the Raspberry Pis. No, I have not. I like them. I yeah. mean, I, I've I, I what I've done with it. It's you know I've I've been happy with it. Yeah. So, yeah. but but anyway, so yeah, I need to do a little bit of work on the theater. Now the uh, oh the Adams family. I know we talked about. I did the LEDs on it. Everybody liked it. It worked out beautifully. That's cool. Had a lot of compliments on it, and uh, um, I, I mentioned that the LEDs that I bought weren't necessarily intended to do this. And I was a little kind of, you know, the ones I got were for actually, they were under for underwater or wet location use and they okay. were sealed. Okay. And I mentioned that when, when I was actually soldering them together yeah. to make my links, to make my turns as, as I followed the bottom of the cabinet, it was a pain in the butt. I think that actually served me well or better because you know, and this is hard to say because the vendors they vary so much, the quality varies so much. So I don't even, know if even multiple orders within the same yeah. vendor is going to vary some. Yeah. You know, where I was going with this is, is I didn't think they were they were they were bright, they were effective, they were they 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 just they worked. Yeah. Okay. But I've seen a lot of games that are, were much brighter. Yeah. And so I didn't know if it was that coating, that kind of that overcoat that for the underwater use for to seal them up or if it was just the quality of the led 
regardless, once I actually got to stand back and watch it play, mm-hmm. it, it really added to the game. It was kind of neat. It was kind of a neat little light show. It worked with the game, yeah. but it wasn't so overpowering. Well, you know, it was it, kind of a happy good. accident. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. The, the law of unintended consequences worked in your favor then, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Now, I'd never be able to recreate it again <laughs> in my life. <laughs> no, that's cool. So I did have one problem with the Dirty Harry. And this was actually kind of funny. Um, so I'm down here. My sister's down here. Uh, a friend of hers that comes was here. She brought her kids. Uh, you know, Jimmy Litzy was down here. Mm-hmm. The, the Litzy family was here. Yeah. And he's, he's the operator that we yeah. threatened to get on the show like no less than three times. Yes. yes. Chris, Christy is his daughter who does the, the voice work at the beginning yeah. of the show. Yeah. Well, there's a uh, there's another local uh collector here chris we'll go with chris r yeah there you go we've talked about chris a million times (laughs) because chris is the gentleman who Uh, works here in town yeah and uh we we've been given shout outs to his crew because he forces them to listen to us yeah god bless them all yes each and every one of them (laughs) as tiny tim would say (laughs) yeah if you you haven't found the power yet to that pa find it yes so i someone says hey dirty harry's not working you know, they can't find a ball. So I walk over to it, and there's... So it's, is it su- stuck in seek mode, or what? And it started going through ball search. Yeah. And so I had a flashlight in my pocket, and I start looking. I can't find a ball stuck in it. Yeah. I look down in the trough, and I was like, I can see a ball. I don't remember ever having been able to see a ball in the trough. You know, even when it's set in... in it's it's not playing a game. All yeah. the balls are in the trough. I was like, this just seems odd that all... I shouldn't be able to see it right there in the drain. Yeah. So I pop it open, pop the lock bar off of it, slide the glass out of it. Chris is standing there next to me. Of course, he's a pinball guy. Yeah. So I take a, ma- I grab the magnet and start pulling the balls out. And I'm handing them to Chris and Chris is standing right here next to me. Starts counting them. And I get a couple balls out and I can't get another ball. And I'll take that light and I look down and there's a flash lamp in the ball trough. What? There's a flash lamp laying in the ball trough. Oh, that's crazy. So I looked at Chris, and of course, Chris knows what this means. I said, there's a 906 in the ball trough. Yeah. And it, well, it registered with him. It made sense to me. Didn't make sense to anybody else in the room. So that became the running joke of the evening. <laughs> and my sister was the worst. She'd pull three numbers out of the air, and she'd look at her. She'd look at somebody. Says, "Is there such and such a three or four in your ball trough?" <laughs> and at one point, she was asking my brother-in-law how his ball trough was going. And I was like, "This is taking a turn." I don't yeah. want <laughs> my brother-in-law. Well, it's all within family. Oh I guess. God! And it is Kentucky, so you know. <laughs> so they, of course, that you know. That, that makes sense to game people. Yeah. But they just thought there's an out of six in my ball trough was the funniest thing they'd heard all night. You know, it's it, it's almost like a CB lingo. You can almost hear it on like, you know, Smoking the Bandit mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, Jerry Reed talking to Flash or whatever. So, yeah. Well, here's where I really screwed up. So I should have flipped the game off. I pulled the play field out. And in the time that I discovered that it was sitting down in there and I pulled the play field out, it went into ball seek again. And when it did it, it fired the... It's loud, too, isn't it, dude? Well, it fired, yeah. the, it fired the coil that sets the ball up into the shooter lane, and yeah. it shattered the lamp. Oh. So then I had little shards of glass right here. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it was no big deal. I was like, well, you know, I should have just turned the game off. But regardless, so I knocked out the extra bits, and we threw it away. And, you know, Chris gave me the each of the balls back, and I set it back up, and away it went. And they actually got to finish the game because <laughs> well, I didn't turn it off. <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, 
all in all, it went well, other than the bird time going down, and you know, I lost a flash lamp. Oh, that's cool. That's cool, though, man. I mean, that's I mean, that's not like heavy cash no, or anything. No, no, so. I no. Mean, and you know, the last thing, this is actually just like hot off the presses, and yet, and yet another reason to go out and keep an eye on our Facebook page. Yeah, I attended the December auction, uh, auction game sales as auction in Sevierville, Tennessee. So is this the first time you've been? It's the first time I've been to theirs. Okay. Yes. All right. So, okay. I'm curious as to what you think of it, but I know you're going to tell us. So, you know, I have been, I have not been to a lot of auctions. Yeah. I, I've been, to, neither have I. I've been to my fair share. I've been to, you know, I've been to general merchandise auctions. I just don't do it regularly. Yeah. You know, I know, I know a lot of folks, they do it really regularly. I've been to general merchandise auctions. I've been to general merchandise auctions that's had coin op stuff. I've been to general merchandise auction houses that have sold like one evening nothing but, but coin op stuff. Yeah. I have been to several coin op auctions over the past six to seven years yeah but i've not made it to one of the auction game sales auctions yeah okay and com- if i compare all of the auctions i really liked how they ran their auction okay so one of the things i couldn't wrap my head around was they will they will run two auctioneers which i've seen before mm-hmm. but they'll run them back to back as in they'll have a wide row and they'll have a guy on the right and a guy on the left and they'll run it mm-hmm. and you know, I was envisioning, let's say, for example, uh, drivers. Okay. I was envisioning that they would have drivers on the right and drivers on the left, and maybe they'd ping pong. You know, you were, they, that way they could run one aisle, they could run a lot of pieces, but the, the one auctioneer wasn't having to go right and left, or they weren't having to go like up and down the same aisle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yep. like you go, you go, and that kind yeah. of gives the auctioneer a little break. Yeah, but and they just take one trip down the aisle. Yeah, and they're, and done. they're done. Yeah. Well, that's that's not what they did. They actually had it set up where the pieces, in my opinion, were of different enough. Uh, it was different enough of a type of a piece that the average auction goer would not be concerned about what was on the other side of the aisle okay so like where the drivers were facing the drivers they had cranes and then the flip side of the cranes they had redemption and then on the opposite side of that aisle facing the redemption they had your your like your 25 inch kind of semi-modern games like your buck hunters and your area 51s and your golden tees and your silver strikes yeah okay and then the flip side of that they had pinballs okay and you know so then they just they worked it out where the in my opinion the average auction goer they weren't having to, to ping pong back and forth that's if, good you know if you were there for redemption you were okay yeah you know and but you could figure out real quick what they were doing and if you need to go back and forth you could yeah okay All so right. it wasn't like they were doing an auction i've been to auctions where they run two and they're on opposite ends of the building yeah you know and if there's something you want on either end you're you're, you're out, out of luck you're out of luck yeah so yeah you know, I, I really i really thought they had a good auction they were a little slow on the checkout i mean i kind of couldn't figure that out i don't course i don't know what they were doing i mean the, the calculations seem simple enough to me but you know i i'm not running the auction yeah. so I, I don't know that yeah. so that's probably not a fair criticism it probably just depends on what what software they used or just how yeah. you know how their clerks were used to you know used to ringing the ringing that out so yeah. i mean i've not been to a lot of arcade auctions i've been to a ton of general merchandise auctions mm-hmm. over the years and i mean a ton you know real estate and uh you know estate sales and all that liquidation auctions and everything so i've i've done that a lot 
just not made it to a lot of arcade auctions though so yeah i was kind of curious how how all that ran I, out. I was i was real happy with our auctioneers yeah we i went down with a couple locals and uh one of the one of the guys i went with he has gone to just tons of their auctions yeah so he kind of knows who the auctioneers are and you know as he was talking about them i got the impression that, it, that they don't necessarily rotate them if you go you're going to get from the same pool of people so yeah. you'll get this generally in my opinion i would assume you would get kind of the same flow yeah um it wasn't like it was some random person you know I, i've been to, i've been to arcade auctions where it's like the auctioneer it's like dude are, are you here i mean what yeah. are you doing you're just yeah you know you you, you might as well be standing in line at to check out at Walmart, yeah. you know, just get kind of in the game. In the here. game, yeah, yeah. And, get in the field and get get in the mood and bring yeah. something to it. These yeah. guys were engaging. They were, and I tell you, one of the things that I that I liked, at least the auctioneer that tended to sell the stuff that I had, and there's an interesting little story about him. He uh, he he didn't screw around. I yeah. mean, we were going, we were serious. He at one point he did make a mistake, and I can't remember what the mistake was. And he stopped and he said, "That was my fault." Yeah, I did. I, I maybe he didn't catch somebody's bid or something yeah. to that effect. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, and I've seen guys make mistakes flat out and just roll on with it and whatever my word is. And they were cool enough to say, "Oh, oh no, I made a mistake. That was yeah. my fault." I, I think it was a game that was that was supposed to be working or not working or something like that. I can't remember what the deal was. Yeah. But cool. Uh, so the the guy I'm talking about, have you seen that show? And I don't think they do new new episodes of it. It's on. It was on History Channel. It was about an auction house out of Atlanta, and it was called Studio Fifty One, or that was the name of the auction house, or something. I'll okay. Google it here in a minute. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't, I don't recall that. Preston of uh, Game Room Junkies. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that the one that he was on? That was the one he oh, was on. Okay, I gotcha. can't remember the name of the show. Yeah, neither, neither do I. But well, n- now, once you say that, now I know what you're talking about. Well, the guy about. that the guy that was selling most of the equipment that that I was interested in, so he, you know, he was selling the drivers, and I'll talk about that in a second. He was selling the golden tees. I'll mention that. Uh, he sold the pins. I kept looking at him. I'm like, he is so familiar, and I can't figure it out. He's one of the guys that was is an auctioneer on that show. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. so apparently he's out of Atlanta. Okay. So, I mean, um, I mean, I, I thought it went great. You know, I was, I was, I was very happy with, with the way things had gone. I thought it was a great experience. And if anybody has the opportunity to go, I'd definitely go again. I think their next one's in February. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah, it's it's auctiongamesales.com. I noticed that the December auction wasn't listed on it, so I don't know how often that site is updated, but I believe that there's another auction coming in February. Okay. Gotcha. Well, I'd, I'd love to make it down there at some point. I mean, it it looks like it would be a fun time. I mean, was, so what was the quality What was the quality of the games? I mean, was I mean it, it was all over the board. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. There, there was a... There was a selection of what I would call classics. All right. A couple packs. There was a battle zone. There was a, um, a bad dudes, you know, and that's not, that's not necessarily a classic, but it, you know, your, your standard 19 inch upright cabinets yeah. that yeah. were older than a golden tee and maybe just, you know, into the JAMA era, you know, there was two centipedes. There was, uh, so, you know, there was probably, there was probably 30, 30 or so that were kind of in that range okay and what they they did is they started off and they kind of had 
I don't know, maybe you'd call it like a yard sale type of a deal where they had arcade and, and non-arcade stuff. So they had a huge selection of tools. I mean, like brand new, like Makita stuff. And really? Yeah. Okay. Like brand new in the box, miter saws and uh, uh, drills and all kind. you know, wow. and, and they, they rolled through that stuff, toolboxes okay. and, you know, it wasn't. It was quality stuff, and it was still new box stuff. I was expecting to see maybe like reman stickers on them, or so I don't know what the story is on that. <laughs> Apparently, that's kind of common. Okay. So they had a, um, they ran through that stuff at the beginning, and then they had a couple tables that was all parts. So there was board sets, and there was uh, manuals. There was two big boxes of manuals that went for a really good price. There was um, a box of Nintendo boards, for example. There okay. was all kinds wow. of stuff. So they, they, they kind of intermingled those, and they rolled through all that kind of loose stuff, for lack of a better term. Uh, they they rolled through a couple kind of nicer, more classic, like, jukeboxes. They did have a music section where they had, like, their CD boxes and just your, like, your internet-connected boxes. Okay. So they kind of highlighted that stuff. Then they started around the quote-unquote classics row, and then that's when they started running the doubles. Okay. All right. And, I mean, it... Like I said, I, I I thought I thought it went very well. I yeah. mean, they, they had they had it down. So so, what did you bring home, if anything? <sighs> so, I've already mentioned that I got rid of my Vapor TRX. Yeah, remember, and when I did that, that? Yeah. yes, when I did that, I was able to to slide in the 19 inch games that were there, and I actually got in two more cabinets. So I took one out. Yeah, and I made made some space because of just the width that I had on the wall. And I got two games, air quotes, in the place of one. And mm-hmm. I thought, man, this is the way I need to run. Mm-hmm. Well, as it turns out, when I was down there, the game that I really kind of wanted when I bought the Vapor TRX was a, is a game called Hyperdrive. Okay. And it's in the same cabinet as the Vapor TRX. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Big 25-inch so, so monster. This is, how, this is how this turns out. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a seat like a driver yeah it's kind of a flying type game it's got it it, i don't think they're related and and honestly i just have to i'd really kind of need to go back and and even look at the and look at the lineage because the vapor is branded atari and and i never had to really get into it to even see what the board set was and because there's some of these common platforms on these driver games yeah at, uh, let's be honest. At that point, Atari is just a name. You know, that's very true. It's kind of like when you got toward the end of, of William yeah. Williams Pinball. Yeah, and it, it's it, a marquee, and that's right. it. Is this yeah. going to be a Bally release? Is this going to be a Williams release? Yeah. You know, what name are we going to slap on it? But it's come from the same company. So, yeah. the, but the cabinet is dead the same. All right, and this one is actually midway, whereas yeah. the Vapor okay. was an Atari. I'm making air quotes. Yeah. But it's a yoke type flying game. You're not actually racing per se against other people and you don't have guns you're it's just this wild i I played the game once i've only ever seen one of them okay i played it one other time before it's the only other time i've seen the game you're flying this wild kind of three-dimensional racetrack and it it's like in space and yeah you're, you're a ship very reminiscent of the ships like in vapor trx you're flying up down there's corkscrews i mean when you choose your track you're seeing pictures of this three-dimensional track yeah and it's you get to choose the track and then there's some actual like cheats where you can 
at track selection time, you can tap one of the view buttons. You know, like you see in most drivers, you can change your perspective and it will reverse it. So you can fly the inverse of the track oh, too. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's it's got like paddles on the yoke so that when you need to make a tight turn, you hit the thumb paddle and a flap comes up on the ship and it, you yeah, know, it kind turns of cre- a tight turn. off to yeah. the side. Yeah. So I'm looking at it on Clove. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I've never played it. It's a good looking game. Like yeah, I said, it, I, it looks like fun. I have played one at a pizza place long ago and I have not seen one since. Wow. And when I bought it, a guy came up to me and handed me his card. He says, I've got parts for that game. He said, the only other one I've seen is the one that I had. Wow. So I don't know if, you know, I don't know what that means in terms of rarity, but I always just thought it was kind of a cool game from the one time I got to play it. Yeah, I mean, Clove lists it as as wide release. So, I mean, from that, I would think that there should be it should have shown up in quite a few places, mm-hmm. but I guess it all depends upon who bought them and who didn't. Yeah, and maybe yeah. it was just lost in the lost in the shuffle of all the car based games. Because yeah. if you think about it, I think the only game that um, gosh, what's the boat race game that I've got over there? I never can remember the name of it. Um, oh, crap, man. Um, do I have to get up and run over there and look? Geez, I only know. What is the name uh, of Hydro that? Thunder. Hydro Thunder, thank you. I don't you. know why I can't remember that. It's going to wear me out. I think Hydro Thunder is pretty much the odd man out when it terms to comes to drivers that made it that weren't car based well you're right and, and hydro thunder did make it because yeah. you you see it well over the years i have seen it quite a few times yeah. and it seems like it gets played and people tend to like it mm-hmm. yeah so it, maybe that's just why that that your non-car based drivers are just kind of like a flash in the pan you yeah. don't see a lot of them yeah so. well this one is cool looking i'll, I'll give it that and I, i'm looking forward to playing it so i'm gonna expand my horizons here brent yep so that, and I brought home a golden tea. <sighs> really? Yes. Jeez, man. Who my, paid you to do that? <laughs> my brother-in-law. <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. Okay, Brent's brother-in-law. Sorry about that. So long ago, uh, and by long ago, I mean like through the course of this year. You know, that's forever and a day in, in arcade arcade terms. Yes, it is. I got him hooked up. Well, maybe it's toward the end of last year, but I got him hooked up with a golden tea. You know, it's he loves the game and yeah i shouldn't i shouldn't be hating on it man you know it's kind of like ford and chevy you know you you know i like my ford trucks and there's people out there they're like you know dodge forever and chevy forever and it is what it is and and that's here's the thing he has a memory of that game and and i can appreciate that and he would get out with his buddies after a long day of work and that's kind of his sweet spot in time where he could get out to you know a bar or restaurant and you know he, you know, there there was a time in his life, when, you know, he's from Kentucky, but he would work. I know he worked in Chicago and, yeah. you know, he took various jobs in, in place, at various places. He was without family. Yeah. So he, his family, I guess the best way to put it is the people that he was working with, the people yeah. that he knew in that area. Yeah. And he, he would go out and they, that's one of the things they did is they just played Golden Tea. So that's kind of like his, that's like his battle, his battle zone to me uh, and you know? I, I get it you know the thing the thing is for me or your zookeeper exactly or my zookeeper that that's it the thing is with with golden tea it's a, because it's a series and i haven't kept up with it you know golden tea 2005 oh it's confusing as could it, be it, to me golden tea is very confusing not from a concept but from but from a series standpoint what do you have? it's really yeah. confusing it's like what do you have well i've got a golden tea and it's like no 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 okay you may have a golden tea but what do you have it could be well, it one gets, of 12 it, you know it, it gets worse because yeah. there's there's golden tea itself yeah. and then there's 
at some point in time, it became Golden T4. Yeah. F-O-U-R. Or no, no, F-O-R-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course... Um, I, we can spell, I promise. Yeah. yeah. Then there's the, there's the year versions, and then you started to have stuff like, <laughs> as you got into like the hard drive versions, you started to have things like... Uh, you could put the extra kit on it so the op could buy the extra pack and add yeah. courses or you could buy the complete and then that would add a bunch of courses so yeah here i am i'm yeah, walking see, i'm walking down the like aisle a, it's like a bucket of spilt legos man it's I, it's all over the place i'm walking down the aisle and i'm like what do i have yeah and there was a bunch of golden t 2005s and there was a golden t but it was like golden t4 2005 <laughs> And I'm trying to figure out what is the best. Heavy, heavy maximum edition? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, you, you want to talk about a heavy cabinet? Oh, who? I have not. Worse than an asteroid? This is the golden tea that I bought is actually, a, it's a dedicated. It was an actual cabinet from IT. Okay, It wasn't cool. a conversion. So it started life as a golden right. tea. Right. It's the yeah. one with the white sides yes. that kind of have yeah. a, like a Pac-Man, like kinda expanded. Ha- kind of half kind of moon thing yes, going on. exactly. Yeah, exactly. It is by far yeah. the heaviest. Is it heavier than two asteroids? I'd say it'd be darn close. Till then, the, hardest, the heaviest cabinet I'd ever moved was a race-driven. Okay. It's really tall, really ungainly, and the, it's got a uh, a monitor i think it's a 25 inch monitor basically mounted about five and a half foot up and it fires down into a into a uh, a reflector into a mirror wow yeah this thing Ugh. is heavier than that it was a horse yeah and inside of it that's funny it's inside of it's nothing and we all know what's in these games yeah but that that cabinet, that cabinet and cockroaches will survive a nuclear blast. I, I certainly, if they don't, if it doesn't swell due to water first. Oh, yeah. So I, here I am, exactly what you said. I'm walking down the aisle looking at what I've got in terms of golden teas because I'd mentioned that I was going. And I, he he wanted a newer one. The one yeah. he had was like a 2000. Okay. So it's it's ROM based. It's got three courses on it. Yeah. I've got some ROMs I picked up, and I I can only go older. Yeah. You know, on that board. Yeah. So I've got like. 99 and 98 or whatever so i've got like nine courses but i gotta change out 500 eproms to get him those courses <laughs> and it's still an older technology game yeah definitely so is this one hard drive based or yeah it's what? hard drive based okay well th- that's that's a step in the right direction and it's the it, the golden t4 complete has like 27 courses oh, it I, was I bet like, it's a I, I bet it's fun to play it was the sweet spot and it, yeah. it went for pro i think it was probably like a hundred dollars more than all the other golden t2005s yeah but all the others were just 2005 fours or what you know yeah. f-o-r-e's yeah. so they were like five core the only reason i know kind of half of this is because i had to google it walking on my phone yeah exactly trying to find some place yeah. that listed all the courses you crash course in it right there yeah. on, at the auction yeah and then and, uh, and then it's like which way is it going to run is it going to run up this way so i it's my last one to get or it's my first one to get does it work so yeah. I, I plugged it in you know i you know, if you go to an auction, folks, take an extension cord. Got a heavy toolbox, man. Yeah, take an ex- you, you Don't be getting into games trying to fix stuff or look and see what's working. Oh, no, no. That costs you money. Yeah. Plug it. You you know, I've not been to an auction where they really are concerned about you just plugging things in. Yeah. You know, as as the auctions that I've been to run, they will plug them in in sections and, and the, as the, as they flow. You know, yeah. there'll be somebody plugging in the thing that just sold and plugging in the one, three, or four down. Yeah. But I've never been to an auction where they frown upon you 
plugging something in ahead of time, taking okay. your own extension cord and plugging it in just to check it out. Yeah. And and I would suggest that you do that. And that's what I did. I yeah. plugged this thing in to make sure that it would come up because if I was going to hold out for that one, yeah, I had clearance to buy it. And I wanted to make sure it worked before, long before they got there. So, so yeah, I came home with another behemoth driver, and I came home with a golden tee. Congratulations! Thank dude. you. Yeah, I, I, and I mean that very sincerely. <laughs> <laughs> in the in the uh, nicest way possible. So uh, I don't know how I really like the Hydro Thunder. Yeah, and I, I I really I think I like from when I got to play it the the hyperdrive yeah it looks like it's gonna be fine and i'm just so i, I don't know i have to do, i'm gonna have to do something magical down here to figure out how to not lose the space that i gained back something but magical. i don't know oh well it'll sort itself out man oh, so Again, there, more that, first world problems dude. yeah so there was my updates man i know it was it was quite a bit but it, like i said i had a, I had a lot packed into this you know between, from the last recording up until you yeah. know now and here we're recording this right in the middle of the of the, of the month what smack, is, smack in the middle yeah, what man. is today's date the 14th today is the 14th you know so that's when we recorded november yeah. later in the month so that's everything within essentially two and a half weeks yeah yeah, yeah because yeah this is a tight turnaround on this show absolutely so, yeah well brent i wish i could say that mine were uh were as uh golden tea fruitful as yours were but it's not man the only thing seriously brent about the only thing that i have been working on uh this month is just is my acdc and so i, I haven't really uh logged any time against any of the arcade games uh you know i've been i'd pulled the acdc out uh, as, as we had talked about you know last month i started LED, leding it out and uh pretty much got that wrapped up and so you know brent before i put it back i wanted to do some of the mods to it that i've had kind of sitting on the shelf for a little bit so we got into the whole subwoofer can talk. never leave uh, well enough alone can never leave well enough alone it's not broken until it's really fixed so <laughs> so you know that's the and that's my logic and i'm sticking a, to did it did you find a 906 in your ball no no i didn't i didn't that's that's coming up i'm sure you know but uh 906 in the ball drop but um i I pulled out my like i say and and i know that we went through the whole subwoofer talk you know last month and we'll kind of touch on that here here just a little bit for some corrections and stuff because uh you know brent we had some we had some uh, knowledge and experience laid on us so so Mm -hmm. you know from a correction standpoint which is really good so we'll talk about that here in just a minute but um i have a flipper fidelity kit that i wanted to install inside my acdc and um it took a little while for the mounting hardware that I needed to arrive. And, and Brenna, I know I covered this last month. Uh, I was short just a little bit on uh, short just a little bit of the hardware, and so I, I ordered uh, enough to cover me and a little bit extra. Uh, some of that, you know, I got it on eBay. It just took a little while to come in, but uh, now that I've got it all, I was able to get the speakers installed, and, and it looks fantastic. It, it does, and um, I am I am going to aim to have a Facebook album up. By by the time that we publish this episode so that people can go out and take a look at kind of how this machine has progressed but I, i'm actually going to call this uh, an acdc uh promium and i think that's a that's a good term for it i've seen it used on pinside quite a bit uh because you know i've gone through and it, you know i, I kind of detailed this a little bit last month you know with a with the red armor and, and the the t-molding and the leding and everything like that so you know over time it, it becomes more than a pro but you know ne- never be a premium but i think it's a good way to call it off but 
anyway, uh, you know, got the back box speakers installed just fine. They they look good. They sound good. Uh, so I'm going to move on and, and install the woofer next. Now, here's one thing I am doing, Brent, is I've got my little uh, portable zoom uh, recorder and I've got it mounted on a tripod and I've set it in front of the player's position and so I'm, I'm taking notes on this and I'm recording uh, the I'm recording the machine at a given sound level and playing a certain sound um, and I'm going to test I'm going to record it at each stage of the Flipper Fidelity so what install. Kind of, are you using like a studio mic like we used to record? Or are you using like a... No, 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 no. I'm using like a, a small boom mic that sits out in front okay. of the recorder itself, okay? So it reaches up about, I don't know, maybe maybe a fourth of the way up the play field, okay. you know, for, for doing the, the recording. So it, and, and it, it, it's, it'd be it's, just interesting to see if, if the difference is so vast well, that you can, you can still detect it. That's what I'm curious yeah. about, okay? And I'm going to do this uh, because I'm going to put Flipper Fidelity in my other two machines and because uh, I don't want to be on balanced or anything you know anything crazy or stupid like that so i'm gonna i'm gonna also gonna test this in the iron man and in the tron as well but the acdc i'm really curious about are because you, so wait a minute, are you gonna move the kit around from game to game no or no you no, get no, a kit no, for no each? I'm, okay. gonna, I'm gonna do a kit for each um moving around would just that just take too much time for, okay for yeah, essentially for would, yeah. Z- zero zero return but um but i'm, I'm gonna get a kit for each but what I what I've noticed about the ACDC and I, I like I say I've got a pro and so it's got the smaller woofer in the cabinet and Brent to me ACDC just my my pros just always sounded weak. Does the premium have a larger woofer? The premium has a larger woofer, yeah. And so you know, the premium I'm, LEs they have a ten inch woofer, whereas the pros have an eight. I mentioned this on a prior show and I and I I've not gone back and done the homework, but yep. the Retro Gaming Roundup they had gosh this is probably on a show maybe a year ago at this point okay they ran an interview that they had taped at a show which itself was probably in the in the can for a bit so i don't know what the actual time lapse between the taping and the in the release of it was okay they interviewed the gentleman that did the sound on acdc oh i need to go back and listen to and, that. and he talked about how they were you know how steve Ritchie looked at him and basically said this this sound is terrible yeah and they, this gentleman, I, while you're talking, I'll go back and look his name up so okay. I do justice. No, I, I will go back and find that episode he, he for went, sure. He went through and, and said, look, you know, let's make these corrections because they were still doing stuff like they were just routing slits in the bottom of the cabinet for the speaker. Yeah. And he's like, well, you're blocking half of, you know, which you, you're, you've got big chunks of wood you're, you're here firing you know. a woofer into wood yeah yeah why would so you do that they took he he was able through acdc to Im- make a lot of improvements that i'm assuming you know since they had to change the cabinet and do some other things that rolled through in games after acdc so i'm wondering if they actually started in the premiums and the le's and the pros kind of got the prior. I, I, I think the pros kind of got the shaft. Do you, you have went, a full hole cut out for the woofer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, maybe he it's got, got it's some got of a, it. It's got a screen, like a mesh screen. Okay. Over well, maybe everything. he got some of it. See now, while you're, go- I'm going to crawl in and look at my CSI. No, no, no that, that's fine. That's fine. So. So nonetheless, uh, you know, I've I've got you know I've got to the point where I'm ready to install the woofer. Yep, I've got, it's just slits under it's the just CSI. Slits, yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, um, 
so I'm ready to install the woofer, but before I install the woofer, I want to go through and record the machine after installing the back box speakers. Um, and, and the flipper, and you'll see this, Brent, when I post this up in the album on, on Facebook, the flipper fidelity speakers are very, very substantial when you compare them to the stock speakers that, that came, or the back box, the stock back box speakers that came out of the machine. David, David Thiel. David Thiel. Thiel okay. or Thiel. I've heard the name. He's done tons yeah, of games. Yeah, yeah. I've heard the name as well. And so I, from what I understand, he's done sound on a lot of yep. games. But um, and, and so this, this is taking nothing away from his work at all. I just think it's when it comes to the mass manufacturing mm-hmm. of how Stern builds the machines, um, the, the, the speaker system to me on that machine has just always sounded weak and underpowered, okay? I'm not going to say, I won't go so far as to say tinny, but it just doesn't have, it never sounded like it had a lot of, um, vo- uh, oh, I'm sorry, a lot of... Um, richness depth. to the okay. sound a lot of depth to the sound thank you well you, it you just know, always sounded kind of flat I, I think you're solid into the the bill of materials versus profit yes which, i mean yes yes we we know it's a fact of life it's a fact of life you know? but i will say this just swapping out the back box speakers from just from you know uh, just you know whitney's ear uh it has made a pretty significant difference in how the game sounds just doing that alone mm-hmm. so i'm curious to see how that's what I, I, that's what we call in kentucky seat of the pants their seat of the pants was pretty strong on that swap okay so i'm kind of curious as to how that's going to come out on the recordings okay because you know me hearing it and then playing it back like in next month's episode or something i'm i'm curious as to what the actual difference actually comes across as we may have to actually just post maybe the raw file either on our YouTube channel or because by the time we do post on the episode you know look we've already it, we, it could come out sounding yeah, completely yeah, different yeah we've already yeah. talked about how our episodes are 14 days long yeah. you know so we <laughs> Whitney and I did actually this Whitney did a lot of this um, I just complained a lot he uh, <laughs> Whitney went through and looked at, when we started the show if you look at our times are somewhat consistent yeah you know but our file sizes come down yeah. and after we had a couple of shows and Whitney went through and was really looking at ways that we export the file yeah. from our uh, studio software of choice to figure out how to find that ba- he, you know he'd set up a sample and send them to me and we talk about them yeah. to find that balance between good sound yes you know we're, we're doing what Stern has to do yes good sound and file size yeah and we we settled on something that that I feel gives us very good sound mm-hmm. quality but doesn't break the bank on file size yeah. and and where we do break where we do break the bank on file size it's due to show length yeah exactly not, not due to uh, you know just getting all crazy on the encoding or anything but so it, yeah I mean, how, I mean, how, how many times did we try this? We went back and forth like what? Oh gosh, like 12, 10 or twelve? Oh, easily samples yeah. on what you know. How how does this sound? How does this sound? Easily before we, before we finally settled on so something. We may have to put the raw files out there. That's fine because yeah, because th- for they, reference, yeah, 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 okay. By the time we go through post on them, it may. It yeah, may just they may wash out. That's true. They they may lose a lot of their fidelity. Is what I'm afraid of. You yeah, see, you don't want to hear us in full fidelity. No, you see what I did there. <laughs> yes, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't handle us in full fidelity. No, no, no. You don't. You don't want that. But what I will say is that uh, yeah, circling back around, seat of the pants. It was it was a pretty substantial improvement. I have high hopes that the woofer will bring a whole nother you know angle to it and uh, a whole nother dimension to it. We'll see, and then I'll go back to the powered sub and add that as you know as the final uh as the final ingredient on the on the whole mix so anyway so 
I'm going through that and uh, pictures and and uh, the recordings and it's it, it adds some labor to the project to what would otherwise be actually a fairly quick install, but I think it's going to be neat. It's going to be neat to refer back to it, you know, after it's all said and done. So so that's going on and um and I've got a color DMD that's going in that pin uh, next week and I'm so happy for oh, that. Has it arrived? Be, it's going to be sweet. Yes, See, yes, I, it has I, arrived. I had heard a little like. Uh, uh, kind of like mixed not reviews yeah you know this this is a classic case of me thinking and not knowing what words do it's like uh, 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 yeah that's, that's how we do God, that's how we roll i love our listeners because i can't stand listening to myself well, they, and they, you know what they they power through and you know god bless there's got to be something good behind all this <laughs> I, I had heard maybe incorrectly that they weren't they weren't shipping like when we were talking about it last show and the links were out there they do production batches okay what they do when they sell out they sell out and you have to wait for the next run yes so can you not are are, are the are they specific to the game you can't reprogram them move them game to game no yeah yeah you can okay they're they're totally they're totally generic within you know within the run so the production batch is just for the base The, the production batch is just for them producing let's say 500 displays okay okay okay. and when they sell out they sell out and then they do another run gotcha but you can take the color dmd for acdc and totally install it in iron man all you have to do is just reprogram the rom for the color dmd itself gotcha yeah but yeah it's totally swappable between games now i do know that like on if you do it in an atoms Mm -hmm. they send you i think you have to order a kit specifically for the atoms for the older for the older games you do yeah okay yes yes but okay all right so it wasn't maybe Maybe they. I'm sure that when they announce a really highly anticipated game, uh-huh. then they, that 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 drives their run up pretty. It quick. drives yeah. the okay. run up pretty quick. Yeah, gotcha. it does. And so you know, like after they announced Iron Man, maybe they maybe they had a lot, you know, quite quite a few displays on the shelf. Then when they announce Iron Man, they get a strong run, and mm-hmm. then it's then they're out for three weeks or something like that. But they don't ever seem to be out for too very long so uh, it's just one of those things where you know it's it's i'm sure that they just don't have thousands of displays sitting around maybe they do i don't know but it seems like i saw a picture this week where they were like uh for they were like hinting at their next one yeah it's it's no good gophers, yeah, so, okay was, yeah no good gophers. Yeah, it was just announced i think uh yesterday maybe but yeah yeah it's no good gophers is game i think game number 30 if i'm not mistaken uh this uh, is our 30th multicolor release yeah yeah so yeah so congratulations for those guys now i love to see them doing well because they're they have obviously found an uh a segment of the pinball market that that values their product and they seem like they're doing really really good business so i'm, I'm happy Happy for well, that. just based on this one image, I kind of want to know good go. Yeah, I know it's it looks good, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does look good. So anyway, so yeah, so I've got a color DMD to install in this baby, and uh, ACDC my Promium is going to be rocking here before long. Um, just a, a couple of other things to cover off on here, Brent. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to uh, fellow listener Mike Martin. He has, he hooked me up. Eddie who? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah Mike Martin. Uh, Eddie hooked me up with a <laughs> with a Satan's Hollow control panel and a spare joystick. So uh, so Mike, I appreciate that. Um, Mike Cox, I'm sure he really enjoys that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. I know that game's very important to him. We, we need a butcher sound effect just so that I can play that as you butcher the names. You know that would be hilarious. <laughs> but um, so I. 
I've got the I'm having the panel powder coated, um, and you know it's uh, from what I understand it, it's done. I just need to go and pick it up. Uh, it's great because I'll have um, you know a spare panel to just go ahead and put a new overlay on and just swap everything out and not have to have you know uh, crazy downtime or anything like that. So yeah, so Mike really helped me out with that, Mike. So so thank you, and we'll have some uh, some parts going back to him as well. And then Brent, outside of that, it's because of the holidays. You know, I mean, we host a lot at my house. Uh, we have my family over. We have both sides of the family over, f- usually for each holiday. Uh, it you know as as the as the year kind of rolls <laughs> on. But you have both over for each. So when you're like, okay, four o'clock, you're out. Go leave. Well, it, it, on, turn, on different days. Okay. You know, it's and it's just because of the size of you know just the number of people. Okay. So like like, like at four o'clock, you don't empty the house and turn no, over. No, 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 no. We don't. It's not like a birthday party, Chuck E. Cheese. No, 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 no. You just no. like take everything that's on the table and you wad it up in like the table. In a big tablecloth, and you throw it away. Okay. Yeah, no, no, we don't do that. It's just on different days, we'll you have, have different home, sides you can't of the family. Here. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's closing time, man. It's just like that song. But um, was that Chumbawamba I, who did that song? I don't know. I think it was, man. Anyway, I'm gonna I have to go get, look that up. I can't get names of people right. Do you think I'm gonna get artists of songs that were like a flash in the pan yeah. right? I, th- I think it was Chumbawamba. I think I'm gonna have to go back and look that. Anyway, gosh. anyway, but um. So with all that, have been I bet Eddie Martin would know. Yeah, he would know. But um, it's just been getting the house ready, and you know, just because the holidays. And um, actually, man, I've been working on some stuff outside of the arcade hobby. I'm I'm big into home theater, and oh, I thought and, you were taking up model rocketry again. No, 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 no. That's way too expensive. Dang and, it! Yeah, home theater is way way more affordable than than model rocketry. But um, I've just been working on my home theater some, and uh, it's. It, over the course of the holidays, um, movie. Okay, we watch we watch a lot of movies. Okay, yeah. and movies are a big a big entertainment thing for my family. And uh, like I said, we'll have when we have family over, we watch movies, and that's just that's just a very. Um, it's just a very enjoyable thing for us to do. So I'm pretty big into the home theater thing. And so I've just been uh, doing some work on that and getting, doing some upgrades and software maintenance and, and stuff like that. So if anybody's big into home theater, I may reach out and shoot me an email, just Whitney at brokentoken.com. I'd love to talk with you to see what your setup's like and what you run and stuff like that. Cause that's pretty much like my second, you know, kind of closet hobby, I guess you could say. So just been doing that, man. And, uh, quite honestly, uh, that's, uh, that's really about it, man. And, in, in the, two and a half to three weeks since we recorded last <laughs> not a whole lot i guess arcade related so i found the name of that show i was talking about the, it's auction kings auction Kings. yeah and i don't okay, i don't you. think they do uh they're doing current episodes i haven't actually seen them in a while Man, which, I, which means they may i mean yeah. they're still up on discovery channel's site so yeah. that that may mean that you know they'll turn around here and then they'll they'll kick out a bunch of episodes yeah. here in the next year or something but yeah they don't have the name of the auctioneer but actually, if you when you go to the the Auction King site under Discovery Channel's home site, it runs kind of this loop of like some just like highlights from the show, and you see the dude walking around. So, yeah, like I said, I kept looking at him, thinking, man, I I know I wasn't like a faithful Auction Kings watcher. Yeah. But if I if, if I had a few minutes, yeah, I'd sit down, or if I I you know how that goes you turn shows like that on yeah and you're doing stuff and then you walk by the tv and you're just like staring at it hey there's preston yeah so i i was like i kept going i know i know this guy from somewhere he looks so familiar and 
was auction kings cool well that's uh that's pretty much what what i've had going on this month Brent. i'll tell you what before we get into the quote-unquote the christmas segment mm-hmm. okay why don't we uh why don't we go ahead and roll through a little bit of feedback right. for this month so that it doesn't so that it doesn't age out you know so 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 badly well whitney last month we had that long conversation about subwoofers for pinballs yeah i mean it, it was almost uh what i'd classify an accidental conversation about subwoofers man well, i kind of classified as you and i kind of groping around in the dark trying to find the screw that we dropped yeah we pretty much fell off the cliff yeah quite honestly so i had mentioned yeah. through the course of this I think it was i i think i did it uh, a guy that goes by a gentleman that goes by let's go with gentleman yes the the handle yeah. online of the corn yeah k-o-r-n the, the esteemed uh gentleman the corn yes. uh, the esteemed the corn yes, yes. and i Honestly, I didn't know the, the history of him, and I had confused him with Clay Harrell, who had done Topcast. And actually, it, so what happened is, is we talked a little bit about subs, and we talked a little bit about Topcast, and that had kind of all gotten woven into the conversation. One of our listeners knows the corn himself, and his name's Vince. Yeah. So Vince actually reached out to me, and uh, uh, then kind of shot us an email to kind of help clean up some of the edges that we were running around. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know, so, like I said, uh, Vince isn't Clay. Yeah. So Clay kind of was the on-air voice and the driving force behind Topcast, and Vince. He was the audio engineer, and <laughs> he actually mentioned the sensor for every episode. So uh, Vince took care of the audio side yeah, of the house. Which is equally as an important and um, almost, I would say, a laborious job as oh, well. Yes. Yeah. You know, one of the things that always kind of this this is I'm sure since Vince was the audio engineer, yeah. this was probably his his doing. One of the things about Topcast from a technical perspective that I always wondered about was they took phone calls. So they would do a live stream. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of shows where they would do a live stream. They would take a phone call and then uh, they would either answer the question or, you know, the person they were interviewing could answer the question. So that that's doable today yeah. in 2015. It still takes some tools to do that. Yeah, it does. And it takes some, you know, take some, some hardware set, some setup yeah. yes topcast is a couple years old yeah and not that it outdates any of the material but from a technical perspective that i mean it's just they didn't have all the options that exactly we that's the so, best way to say it. I, I guess i wondered how they did it and it I don't know necessarily how they did it, but I think I know who did it. So well, Vince, and now we're going to ask Vince, yeah. and, and I want I want to get the uh, the details on that. Vince, so, yeah, I, had, that you I have admired your work for a while. Yeah, from, and, from and afar, I didn't know as, as a buddy of mine so, would say. W- one of the things Vince commented on was the difference between sounds in a ten inch and a fifteen inch sub, and of course it would be because of the size. I don't remember us talking about. I remember us talking about an 8 and a 10, and I think that was as much you had a sub, and I looked it up, and it was actually an 8, or, you know, we talked about so much stuff there, but, yeah, he, he brought to my attention that, yeah, definitely, you know, you're going to have different sound quality, because you've, you're just moving that much more air. You have yeah. that much more of an ability to move air. Uh, the larger diameter that you go, and of course, you have to have the 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 rest of the hardware to support it which should be internal to the sub so um one of the things he he made a comment on was our wiring and i'm actually going to just try to read this straight up 
Let's see. Regarding not wiring across speaker terminals on ACDC Premium. Well, and one thing I do want to note is that, um, and, and maybe we didn't specify that last month we were talking, mm-hmm. but I don't have a premium. I've got a pro. So if it, if the pre, and I don't know if the premium has a crossover on it or what, but I'm sure it's going to be a little different, but, you know, based on premium and pro, but I, I'll tell you, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to defer to the corn. Yeah, okay, absolutely. On this, for and, sure. and, and, this is kind of my ill preparation. I should have went back and listened to that segment again. I don't even remember us talking about the crossover, or maybe we were talking a little bit about the. Du- but this is very we, important. We got, we got wrapped up in connectivity to the yeah. sub on line in versus the you know the RCA terminals and you know when to use which and and, and how. So this is very important, nonetheless. Yep. Uh, because you know we didn't talk about it, and this is something that you kind of have to to kind of squirrel with a little bit to dial the pin in if you got a sub and you're staring at the back of it it's like well what do i do with this so yeah um anyway not wiring across speaker term regard regarding not wiring across speaker terminals on an acdc premium it'll work but it won't work quite how it's intended to when you have a sub you have two knobs or a knob and a switch volume and a crossover point okay the two second definition of crossover point is uh, how high in frequency do you want the subwoofer to attempt to play? The rule of thumb is the smaller uh, smaller range of frequencies you ask the speaker to reproduce, the better, more accurate job the speaker is going to do to reproduce them. So the ideal is to have your subwoofer do only the frequencies that the stock speakers do poorly. Okay, yeah. so here's where I'm going to kind of interject right now. When I've got sub on one game. Y'all hear me talk about it forever today. It's my only point of reference. It's my Adams family. Yeah. And and that's what I had to do. I had to base, I basically locked the game into a sound test yep. to kind of get myself in a ballpark. And I picked a sound. And what I would do is I set the volume I wanted the game to play at. And then I had to get under it and crawl under it. And I had to set the volume on the sub. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm in and out, in and out, trying to get the sub so that it's just not like pounding over the cab speakers yeah. then once i kind of get that then there's the crossover point and that's at what point the sub for lack of a better term this is brent terms gets a signal cares yeah i say cares yeah i want to go at this point and below yeah you know and so then i had to kind of dial that around it just so that the sub wasn't trying to reproduce much more a, a higher range than it should it wasn't dipping too much into the highs yeah. i wanted to get the lows so then that's what the that's what the uh kind of the crossover or the frequency dial is for and then you end up actually kind of balancing that back and forth because if you've got it trying to reproduce everything it's fed and then you chop off all the highs the volume you know it all it all sounds a little different it all play one plays off the other so yeah. it was a little bit of an iterative process yeah. so yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad uh, Vince mentioned that. So with ACD, I'm back to Vince now. With ACDC Premium, there is already a crossover before the woofer. So now here's where my situation was different. I'm taking line level out of the soundboard. I'm taking it all. Yeah. So the crossover in the sub is important to me. Whereas if you take it right off the speaker, in this case, you've already gone through an internal crossover apparently, and you're only getting certain frequencies we'll just generically say the lows it's already whacked the highs off yeah okay so back to vince so the crossover point is set before it goes to the subwoofer rendering that crossover point control ineffective 
Okay, and I guess maybe it, maybe this is going to be an iterative. Maybe Vince is going to become our incidental audio reference. Yeah, you know, we're, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to quality check through him before we throw anything else on the yeah. show. So Vince is saying, so it'll still make sound, but it's suboptimal. So what I'm thinking is, is basically what Vince is saying is, is when you're connecting to that cabinet subwoofer, you've already gone through a crossover. It's only getting the lows, and assuming that the dial on the sub is turned up to a frequency higher than that already cutoff point by the crossover right it doesn't yeah. matter what the dial set at you're basically just adjusting volume yeah. you've already gone through the crossover in the game yeah all right so uh now i did shoot a question back to vince and maybe we'll have a follow-up here the next show uh, he he was you know very very helpful and my yeah. question went back to learned a lot yeah absolutely my question went back to one of our points of discussion which is directly connecting to the speaker and then having an amplified signal versus a line level yes. that's a set volume out that's not necessarily affected by the volume of the amp. Yeah. You know, so that's still kind of something that maybe we can discuss later. But this yeah. is all kind of cool stuff. I mean, I, th- I think we're making this sound much more difficult than it is. Probably so. Yeah. Just Probably just because we're not, we're just not extremely studied in it so so we have to kind of meander around topics that we feel like we comprehend but don't really know yeah yeah so this is a little bit to a point that you were kind of alluding to whitney in terms of like where's the crossover at yes vince made a comparison to uh, early wpc games okay he said no wiring uh regarding no wiring across speaker terminals for early wpc games Pretty much the same situation as ACDC, but the crossover is right there in the form of two capacitors glued together. So instead of wiring directly across the speaker terminals, one should attach one of the wires from the cabinet, uh, one will go to one side of the capacitors, and the other will go directly to the woofer. Hmm. So, you know, uh, Vince is the corn. Just Google yeah. Google the corn and like um, I don't yeah, fill I mean, a couple terms out here. The corn uh, pinball speakers. Yeah, his website's just thecorn.net. Yeah. Okay. So it, it, easy enough to get to. He has a wealth of information. How how to guides walk walks you through stuff. It, it, it's a lot easier than trying to listen to us basically repeat what he yeah. the work that he's done. Well, and you know something, Brent? I had emailed him separately. Is what? Well, we were carboning each other on this mm-hmm. email thread, but I had responded to his email as well. And uh, as I was pulling into your driveway, my phone beeped, and I looked down at it, and I saw a response from oh, Vincent. Okay. Good. And it is a it is a very eloquent and and long response and it's like i need to read that and process that so that we can so that we can revisit this again you know a little bit more next show but um yeah vincent uh, if you're listening thank you know thank you in advance for the time that you're spending to talk to us about this because it, it definitely helps we're gonna throw a link in the show notes too to a picture that vince sent, sent us of uh, his bride of pin bot and his mousing around and the sub mod that he made to it oh my gosh it's crazy you know Oh, this this looks very familiar, and I, I can't remember. It looks awesome. You ever well, seen a awesome. sub in a coin door? The, well, it's great. The, the, the coin door is the sub. Yes. It's like, I've got this hole. I'm going to put a sub in it. I'll just put a sub in it, yeah. I, I remember a game at SFGE, I think it was this year, 2015, that was done like this. I, can't, I was so enamored with the work, the craftsmanship, the work that had gone into the sub, and how it was mounted, and how 
beautiful it looked and it looked like it was made there i don't remember it i don't remember what machine it was it could have been in a big guns i don't know so i'm it was i'm I'm looking at this and i'm wondering if i was actually chatting vince up and didn't realize realize it. it yeah no i guess i guess it's all very possible yeah so we'll have to put that link in the show notes i mean it's it's awesome yeah yeah it is so one more piece of feedback here and this is actually uh, this is really topical with the the holidays and the the discussions. Yeah. So listen to the show, David P. He uh, he sent sent in a question. He, David is uh, it's a very nice email, David. Yeah, so it's thank, a great thank email. you for doing that. And if you if you're followers of uh, the Spooky Pinball page on Facebook, they just recently posted a picture. It was I think it was Katie and Charlie with the with the baby and uh, or a, 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 a not a baby. What, what what's three years old? Toddler is that a toddler? That's, okay, that's toddler. I, yeah, I, I hear every every show I exhibit new ways in which I'm a complete idiot. <laughs> and that's the reason why we put so it on the you, air, Brad. What would you call it's that? The same, it's the same for a, me. A three-year-old uh, human. What, what would you, uh, puppy? What is uh, a <laughs> yeah. yak? Is yeah. it a yak? It's what a is, yak, yes. Toddler. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I think it was KT with holding this three-year-old otter. That's a, that's the baby's nickname, the toddler's nickname. That's David's son. Okay. So yeah, oh, David. Okay. Gotcha. David and oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, he lives up north, up there where you know the land of uh, snow. Yeah. And, and good cheese. And snow and good cheese. Yeah, good beer and good cheese. Yeah, and uh, he kind of hangs out with the spooky guy, so he's all right by me. Oh yeah. So let me let me kind of just sum sum up David's email here. So David had a party a little while ago. His two two and a half year old son, Otter, was two and a half at the time. Yeah. So David said he tugs on his pants and draws his attention to his hang on. His hang on was in vertical collapse. So right off the bat, I'm like, he's training that boy. Oh yeah. Two yeah. and a half years old, Daddy. That, boy, that boy's got skills. Dad, we got a game down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so David said he goes over and. Uh, I couldn't get past that. I thought that was the that was the fun part. You yeah. know, it's like like you were talking about your daughter and helping you adjust monitors. Oh yes. So he said, David said he goes over and he could smell something out of it too. So he unplugged the game and you know it, it just kind of went in the mental queue of things to fix. Six months later, Otter's having his three three year birthday, and he's uh he's ha- he's got guests over and he's got some game pinballs turned on for free play he's got another video turned on for free play and you know on goes the party he's mingling they're doing their thing later in the evening he goes to turn everything down turn everything off and he noticed the attract mode up on outrun oh so a couple things well, it's working yeah uh the bigger shock was it was turned on someone had actually gotten under a pinball yeah. and plugged it into the wall yes and and fired the thing up and yeah. he was you know so david's kind of questioned us is you know what's your idea on how do you handle that how do you handle a situation where you've got a game that's down and you've got people that aren't necessarily game people and maybe some kiddos who are you know just a little you know a little overzealous and they want to get in and oh, what's this one do it's got a steering wheel on it how do i make it work yeah yeah. So, well, now the way that the way that I've approached it, and I've, I thought this was kind of novel myself. Um, Cattle prod. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a little. Uh, uh, go back. Remember, I don't have children. Yeah. Okay. Well, a cattle prod may work for you, then, man. You know, it's it's no problem. I, I will say this: it's it's a one and done type of type of solution. Don't use pepper spray because you got to clean it up. Not yeah. that I would know. Okay. Yeah. And you have to show up in court. Yeah. But um, 
the other the other thing that that I have uh, or the thing that I have found to work out pretty well, Brent, is uh, I saw this on Clove, and I'd have to get the link. But uh, someone did a Photoshop file where they took the. Um, they, they took it, it's eight and a half by 11 so you can print it out on your printer and it's oh you're it's, talking it's about the same it's like sick video game sign that they used in wreck it ralph oh and okay they, and so you print those out and just tape them up on the you know tape them up on the plexi or on the glass or whatever and it just shows that, that the game's out of order and you could get two or three and tape them together and just kind of cover up the monitor with them or what have you i mean it's not like it's really going to hurt you know it's not like it's really going to hurt the bezel or anything like that but i, I mean that's a good way to deter people but, I mean, when it comes right down to it, I mean, kids are going to do what kids are going to do. And at some point, Brent, um, I'll peel back the covers and talk about one of my most uh, stressful moments of home ownership, which was caused by kids kind of running amok. Mm-hmm. Man, they, uh, it cost me um, a, a couple of months of work. Oh, okay? wow. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it on, on a Christmas episode. We'll <laughs> so do it. happy. Yeah, yeah. This is supposed to be a really nice and happy episode. But, uh, but I, so, so, David, all I can tell you is is that I've been down this road and uh, I had an incident happen at my house at a party where uh, it, well I'll just I'll just say this where my home theater screen was ruined okay Ooh. and uh and my home theater screen is a custom build okay you're going to be over at my house here in a week mm-hmm. you'll see I'll what see I'm it. talking gotcha. about okay custom build worked on it for months and um it, it, well if if <laughs> Yeah, down yeah. the road. Okay, but anyway, so I, so David, I get it, and the the fact of the matter is, is that you're not going to stop people from doing what people are going to do. So kids, especially if once they once they're inquisitive and once they fe- figure out that they can fit somewhere, they're they're going to go for it. So I mean, let's, let's just be it's 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 a I'm tough try, situation. I'm trying to think of a nice way to put this. I mean, after the the first Thanksgiving that I hosted here, yeah. I had to have a sit, well, not a sit down. My sister and I had a, a sit down sounds so serious. Yeah. My sister and I had a conversation because she, she knows that I'm pretty particular. Yeah. And she you knows. You just that, have to come to an understanding. Right. She yes. knows that I put a lot of work into the house. Yeah. And I put a lot of work into the game room. Yep. And she just, she called me up and she's like, okay, how'd everything go? And, um, kids are kids oh kids are kids man her her kids all the i'm we're really blessed with the kids in my family in terms of we we really don't have (laughs) this this is this we don't really have a problem child yeah per se that's good kids are kids kids are kids and i just said everything went fine i had a couple of things i had to straighten up there's a couple little little issues that took had a little attention and it was not necessarily even with the games and i said I think just next year we just need to make sure we have an adult in the basement. Yeah, because left to their own devices, you know, what's how does it go as a parent? If it's really really loud, you get concerned. If it's really really quiet, you get concerned. That's, yeah, you know, that's so, exactly right. Um, it, you, you, I'm at my age. I need a chaperone. Yeah, you know? well, so because we start bumping into stuff and knocking stuff over, and we don't even realize we do it. Yeah, you know. So, so yeah. So now from so from the physical side of it, which is a, maybe a little bit part of your question. I mean, at that point, if you know you're going to have maybe, uh, uh, should I use the word strangers, or if you're going to have a birthday party, you're going to have you're going to have people over that aren't normally in your area in your home. Yeah, you're either opening doors and tucking cords in. That's what I was going to suggest. Take the back off the game and put the cord in the yeah. game, and then lock it. Now, back some up. games you can't do that. I understand. But you know, and, and mod it to where you can. At that <laughs> point, at that point, you know, 
my thought is, and I've done this before, if the cord's long enough, I pull it around to the front and I tie it to the joystick or I tie it to the flight yoke or the wheel. That's, that's a very that's a very good or, or idea. Or whatever. Yeah, it's a very and, good idea. You know, worst case too, you can lay it up over the top and take some painter's tape and tie it to the top top of the game yeah and i guess a lot of this you know has has to do with how the game is how the game room is laid out as well so like in my game room brent when i was when i was um kind of laying out the power and everything for for my setup you know i i was already in a, in a house with a finished basement and i couldn't really go through the ceiling or anything like that in order to you know in order to run additional you know power outlets or anything like mm-hmm. that so i had to be a little creative in how i delivered power to each one to each one of my games what i wound up doing though is i put in you know essentially a control center to where each game i can turn on and off independently and if i want to you know power down a block of games i can do that as well um or if i, if I want to i can just reach around the power center and just pull the plug for an individual game so even if you plug the game up it's dead it's, it's, it's dead it's yeah. nothing that outlet's dead that outlet is dead so so that's how i kind of approach that but you know that's that that's not a good solution for someone who no. who can can't go back and, and reintroduce that into their setup so i would have to say you know put a nice bright physical deterrent on the game and then as a secondary option cattle pride, uh, cattle pride that's right <laughs> yes or you pay pay one of your children to stand there and <laughs> click the pride. click the button with a, a very grimacing smile um for lack of a better term, you know, do something with a power cord to where it becomes unavailable. That, yeah. That's really the, the the best two pieces of pieces of advice I can give. On see, this. I, see, I'm the flip side of that. Okay, my my game room. I was fortunate enough to be able to basically lay the wiring out. Yep. So yeah, I have. See, I didn't have that option. Yeah, I've got receptacles down every one of these walls. Yeah, you know, and I, just like, I mean. There's I, I I don't really have to use like splitters on receptacles. Yeah. I have a solid row of games down this wall and they've each got their own outlet. Yeah, that's, you know? no, that's cool. So now, my games each have their own outlet as well, but I had to go about it a different right. route. Yeah. It's, it, I guess where I'm going with that is is I didn't have to put like I didn't put like six games or eight games in the space that a normal house would have maybe two or three outlets. Yeah. And then have to run an extension cord. Yes. And have exposed all minor behind the games. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't get other than the pinballs which are kind of right here in the middle. I couldn't get to them if I wanted to. I'd have to pull the game out. That's exactly right. So uh, yeah. David and I were talking a little bit about it kind of uh offline if you will and see I I, I was I couldn't I had to think about that that situation because i don't have that situation yeah you know? so so i mean we we definitely owe david a response in email have you responded to him no no okay no, okay no. yeah so I, yeah oh, we, we'll, we'll definitely type why? something he up. listens to the show he's well, got it here well you know it's, it's i mean just, i like him and all but come on <laughs> no 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 it's my just, time's precious it's just all about being proper it's, you know? i know it's christmas time and all but come on <laughs> now we, no, we'll, i'll we'll send him an email back and say listen back. to the episode yeah oh there you go <laughs> golly brent so i'm hardcore this he also mentioned uh he said coins David, he he has had a rough month. It, yeah. If you've got these stories, you know, this would be great, Whitney. Seriously, we love feedback. Oh, yeah. If you all have stories of game room use, let us know. Reach out. Reach out to us and say, hey, look, this is what happened to us. And in the throes of it, yeah. I'm sure it's just like, oh, my God. 
gosh. Well, and that's the reason why I love seeing this email because this after was the fact two pieces of this. After the fact, it's got to be funny. Yeah. You know, oh, when yeah. you want. That's all you can do. When I'm st- sitting there staring down in a ball trough and looking at that flash lamp trying to figure out how that happened, then all of a sudden it shatters and I've yeah. got glass everywhere. That's not very good. No, no, no. no. After the fact, it's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so David goes on to say, he says, my wife told me yesterday that some of uh, some of the kids told her they were putting in coins. He goes, I'm going to check <laughs> They're them. They're just walking to- around with change. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I'm going to check them tonight because not all machine, uh, not all my machines have coin boxes. Yikes. Yeah, and he's, he's like, yeah, if they were powered on and you're just throwing quarters in the bottom, that's I mean, not good. that's not good. You could short something out. <laughs> that's or, what his concern was. Yeah. That's where fires start. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. So, David, I, I totally get that, man. So, uh, so you threw in the in the uh, show notes the easy coin up. Well, David had asked about that as well. And yeah. A few shows back, and I think right after SFGE, because the first one of these I saw was at SFGE. God love him. I mean, you hear a quarter hit the box, and then boom, boom. it's done. <laughs> you know? Check your fuses. Check your fuses. <laughs> Always start a power, Brent. Always start a power. David had asked about, and this come from the coin discussion, he'd asked about the easy coin up button and we yeah. talked about this yeah that's the one that looks like a quarter doesn't yeah it looks like yes, a quarter yeah it's really cool and it's about the diameter of a quarter and it's kind yeah. of like a soft touch button yeah uh and it's got a little lead that comes out of it, and you can put it like on your coin door and stick it to your coin door and then it, it it's got a um a decal on it that looks like a quarter yeah so I guess to the uninitiated, the idea is, oh, that looks like a quarter. I think I'll push it. I'll push it. Yeah. And a button, I'll push it. Yeah. Do you think you got a credit? Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, easycoinup.com. We'll throw the link back out in the show notes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, we'll grab a picture of it and everything like that. So, so yeah, David, I, I hope that there's there's a couple of nuggets of wisdom in there for <laughs> you, man. I mean, it, you know, short of wrangling the kids, which you can't do They're, that. And adults. I mean. Yeah. And that's true. And yeah. the adults, and, you you know, none of which you can do because you don't want the game room to become a a, a point of piousness, I guess you could yeah. say, to where it's it's untouchable and, you, you know, it's like, oh, this is my layer and I've laid this out perfectly. No, Nobody can touch it for fear of messing it up. You don't want it to be that. You want the game room to be a source of fun, mm-hmm. but you also have to keep the game room operational and safe and to the point where you can maintain it, yeah. you know, and, and if people are just going running amok in it, then all that does is, is cause a whole bunch of problems that uh, no Nobody really seems to care about how how hard it is to yeah. fix. Yeah, you, know, you you want to get the enjoyment out you of it. You want to get the enjoyment fi- out of it. Fi- it. It took me a couple go arounds to find the balance of what works and what doesn't. And, yeah, you know, some of it was as simple as when I have people over. Um, you know, I just I've sent maps and aerial pictures of my property <laughs> because when you show up here at night it's difficult to know where you can do something just like park yes and the next yeah. thing you know you got cars stacked on top of each other yeah. and then then it's no fun for anybody it's no fun for anybody and yeah. uh, you know you, you you just kind of learn through the process yeah, of it. Yeah, but, you do. But yeah, seriously, if anybody out there has any like post-holiday <laughs> stories, like, yeah. let's, I was going to say good and bad, but no, I want to hear the bad stuff. I want to hear where stuff that's funny after the fact. I mean, I don't want to hear where, where someone threw a quarter in a coin door and, and it shorted out and burned your house down. Let's not let's not go there. Well, so here's the thing, let's, man. Let's, I want stories we can all learn from. Yeah, yeah. So so real quick, because I, I feel bad about bringing it up without, te- without at least closing the loop on it. 
what happened in my home theater was we had a party over and and I, um, we'd had a party over we we had we were we, having a derby party and a bunch of kids were over okay a bunch of kids were over so well first of all for those that are not in the u.s yes the kentucky derby and maybe you know once you get far to Kentucky the Kentucky Derby is like what do they call it the most exciting two minutes in it's, sports uh, yes yeah it's it's the it's the most exciting or the fastest two minutes yeah. in sports it's yeah. like the big deal in horse racing yeah. you know it's the first race of the triple crown yeah you know everybody wants to do good it, the the Kentucky Derby of the three races that make the triple crown mm-hmm. like that is the race it's the, the race. other two races you hardly hear about yeah it's the derby it's the, der- the derby's a big deal man derby is a huge deal so here in kentucky there's usually you know it's first saturday in may uh it's usually you know the source of a lot of uh you know a lot of parties yep. and just a lot of you know a lot of fun and everything like that so my wife and i we typically have a derby party every year it's gotten smaller over the years but this particular year uh it, it, but it's great because we always have a lot of people and a lot of kids over so it it's it's nice to open in the house and have so much activity we had a lot of kids and um of course i can't be in every place at one time but we had the you know we had the um the races leading up to the derby on uh, down and had them turned on and running down in the home theater and of course you know the screens lit up and everything like that well the kids were outside playing and they had gotten uh, some glow sticks okay because it was starting to get a little bit later in the afternoon so brent i have since outlawed glow sticks at my house okay oh, I, I, this is this is taking a turn i didn't oh, know where it was this, going this is horrible so i so i'm outside my daughter god lo- god god love grace she she comes running up to me and she goes daddy daddy something's wrong like that and i'm like what honey what she goes the the theater screen it's 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 messed up and so and this is a couple years this is a few years back okay so you know so she's trying to describe it to me because mm-hmm. she's a lot younger at that point and she's like daddy come look come look and so i, I get downstairs and brent i i walk in and immediately i knew what was going on some one of the kids there had taken a glow stick and when they broke it to activate it they actually just broke it in two and they on the inside inside a glow stick there's dye Mm-hmm. And then there's also hydrogen peroxide. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they had taken that glow stick and waved it all over the like home a light theater saber. screen like a lightsaber. And there was dots of dye and hydrogen peroxide all over my oh. screen. And it was you you could not you could not unsee it. I mean, once it's there, it's there. Oh yeah. And uh, oh, I was I this is going where I no, I, I was I, expecting someone fell into it and broke it. No, or? no, 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 because it's permanently mounted to the wall. So uh, so you'll see it. You'll see what I'm talking about. So it, I made, I custom made my frame. Mm-hmm. I custom stretched my material, mm-hmm. and I put a very nice frame around the screen. And then it's custom mounted. It, then it's hard mounted to the wall. Mm-hmm. Okay, it looks pretty sweet, dude. I mean, all things considering, it's 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 kicking. All right. Mm. Uh, the second time around, this, say, yeah. well, you've, you've had some experience building yeah, it, so I had to take it all apart. So there's no, what can you do? I had to cut it. I had to cut it down, take it, take it off the off the wall. But I was beside myself, you know, because um, it's, the kid, it's one the kid thing to break it; it's another thing to wave it around like a magic that's wand. That's exactly right. And so when it got says on, the, the, says the person with no kids. Well, but the <laughs> thing about it is, you know, this this young child who was older than my daughter by several years should have known 
better yeah. than to do that. So they take the glow stick and not only do they wave it, you know, on the screen, but it gets on the wall. It gets in the, you know, in everything. The floor. Yes. Is there carpet it, in that room? There's carpet in that room. Yes. And so I had to go back and re-dye the carpet and everything oh, else. Wow. Fortunately, I was able to get a dye to match. So you can't, you cannot tell where it hit, but I had to repaint the entire wall because the hydrogen peroxide, you know, just it weakened the paint where it hit. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to wind up doing it anyway, because it, with the screen being permanent, mounted to the wall i had to cut the framing down before i could take the screen off because there's the screen there's a black velvet frame that goes around the screen Mm -hmm. and then there's a nice white channel frame that goes around the black velvet with like buttons on the corner and everything i mean dude it looks really really good it it wasn't made to come back down it was never intended to come back down in one piece it was it was made there to to look like a high-end screen on the wall you know what i'm saying so anyway so i know what you're saying you're saying merry christmas yeah exactly (laughs) well since i brought it up and it's therapeutic to talk through it anyway you know so so anyway so the screen was completely trashed you know and i have spent you know a lot of time on this screen kind of like the centerpiece of the basement and everything you know so after the party was over with i mean you know my wife she was just like oh whitney i'm so so sorry and it's like well what can you do now you have to fix it mm-hmm. so dude i just had to cut it off the wall and completely redo the entire screen but you know there's good that comes in all of it i mean i fixed a couple little niggling things that i didn't like about it the first you know i didn't like about the version one of yeah. it and so you know i stretched it a little tighter and made you know it did a couple nips and tucks and it may, overall made it a tighter setup but that's not how you want to do it you know it's so, always easier anyway. it's always easier and better the second time through and, and, and but it, you, it, you it don't was necessarily you don't necessarily necessarily want to do it the second time especially yeah. not under duress and not where you're not where you're just about half mad you yeah. know what i'm saying so anyway it's all it's all good <laughs> so but merry christmas merry christmas everybody but <laughs> it was merry christmas to whitney i guess is the best way to say it but you know that you talk about sitting down and getting that understanding i sit down and i talk with grace i'm like listen if from now on you got you got to take an active role in making sure that you're watching you know you're watching out what's going on because i can't be everywhere at one time so uh, so now, you know, it's all very well understood. She's you know? old enough now to drive a cattle prod, uh, right? Yes, she, she is. Can, okay, she good. is equipped with one. Right, yeah, awesome. she's equipped with one. <laughs> so it's it's all good. But yeah, you know what, man? You know, what, what can you do? You you fix it and you roll on. So anybody out there, post-holidays... Never you, send me glow sticks. No. <laughs> never. Never. Gosh, I will throw them in the trash. Gosh, I wish I had sight. some glow sticks handy. <laughs> that would be the secret gift, I'm going to so show up on. at your house in a week with, like, glow sticks. <laughs> with glow sticks, exactly. And a death wish. <laughs> oh. oh man but anyway so Brent, so we've uh, covered off on feedback and we've got updates yep. and uh, we promised this would be a shorter show and so far we've completely failed on that absolutely promise. so with that why don't we take a quick break and then let's get into the actual christmas side of the show and let's talk a little bit about you know just a year in review and then giving back in in the spirit of christmas what it's all about and kind of how we view that through the lens of the hobby Okay, Whitney, so we have teased the Christmas segment. Yes, we and, have. And here we are. We finally made it. Yeah. So here's what my thoughts are. Here's what I'd like to do. This is this is a giving back type of a situation. Yeah. And what started this was I was thinking about 
of all things. Stay with me, folks. Stay with me, Wendy. I was thinking about the burger time Mm -hmm. and kind of basically what we have done to give back to the hobby, to, to preserve the hobby to pass things on okay Okay. and and admittedly this is this is all kind of just i mean i guess maybe the best word is kind of superficial it's it's just stuff well it it doesn't mean anything in the big picture no you're you're right and but we're getting there there's something to get to there's there's something to get to something real yeah for sure and and i think there's there's a lesson you know there's a lesson in in all of it no doubt but I, I agree with you. I think a, I think a lot of the the time spent on the hobby can be viewed as somewhat superficial, but when it's, it's stuff, it's it, things because it's, it's stuff and it's yeah. things. When there's people starving, there's people sick, there's people dying in the world, all that kind of all those kind of things. But at at its core, though, Brent, you know, this hobby is truly about preserving memories and preserving fun and passing it on so that it lives to see another day. Right. So. Can it be viewed as somewhat superficial? Maybe, but there's also a very, very good aspect of it. Because Brent, I would like to give something to my to my child, and this is a, you know this is a great way to pass something on. We've already talked about in this episode, yeah. the parties that we've had. Yes. We've talked about some of the tribulations oh, and the yeah. trials and of those gatherings. Be those. But yeah. you know, there's something to be said for introducing the hobby to new generation. Yeah, I, I know in. My, in my family, I know I've already mentioned we we've all got pretty good kids. Yeah, but we've also got some kids in the family that are. I mean, we all do. Uh, there's no secret here that are troubled. Yes, that have had way more than their fair share of a bad shake of a bad shake yes. at their young tender age. That's right. That's right. And I can't explain how I feel when I get to bring them over. I see them all the time, but it's different when. I can give something to them yeah. and they come down here and the lights are off and the black lights are on and the music's on and everything's lit up Yeah, and they just get lost in it and they just have fun. Well, and, and if you think about it, in a, in a world today that moves at such a fast pace where everything is largely instant gratification, mm-hmm. if you can make an impression on children in in a positive way to give them something to to get to give something that plants a seed in them you know it gives them some kind of of uh, i guess a a, a reference point mm-hmm. years later that say yeah that was worth doing i remember that guy who did all that he must have really loved it and and i yeah. thought it was the coolest thing uh, I thought I was going to get a couple episodes here without crying, Whitney. But geez, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, hey, hey, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Well, you know, the seed thing, you know, yeah. I, I've had some things this year that have really made me think. Yeah. Of think back to those little memories that were just so key to me. Yeah. And I've I've been able to share some of that even with like my niece and my nephew. Yeah. And I see that with other kids in the family, my niece and my nephew, where I'm building that with these now with them and I'm hoping that when they're in their twenties or their thirties, they'll have like we all do that little flash and think, Man, I remember that. That was awesome. It, and and Uncle Brent or or my cousin or however the relationship that when they'd ask me about like some of the technical side of it and i've encouraged them to go do stuff that you know or some of the artistic side or yeah, whatever yeah and this is a, a vehicle 
to encourage and plant that seed. I couldn't have put it any better. Well, That's awesome. Well, you know something. Here's here's now two you're making me all sad. No, well, here here's here's two things to bring it around real good. You know what? I have caught my daughter drawing. And, you know, she'll have a pad of paper. And you know what she's drawn? Many times I'll see her draw the side profile of an arcade cabinet, and she's drawing artwork, oh. side art. Okay? And she'll bring like it Like her to, own design? Well, the games that she sees, and then stuff that she's, like, studying at school, she'll put it on the side oh, of that's an arcade awesome. cabinet. And, uh, you know, I've not seen her do it probably within the past year, but a couple years back, she was doing it, like, hot and heavy. I mean, a lot. You know, she would draw the Atari symbol, or the Atari logo, and stuff like that, you know, and just, and just do her own rendition of what she saw, which I thought that was the coolest thing. The other thing, though, and she she reminded me of this just even going to school maybe a, uh, two weeks ago. She said, Daddy, she's 10, okay? And she goes, Daddy, uh, you've got uh, about um, three years. And I'm like, for what, honey? And she goes, till I need my first job. And I'm like, ooh, industrious, 13, you know? <laughs> this 13 to 14-year-old time frame. And we've talked about, uh, you know, the whole aspect of, you know, opening an arcade at some point and everything like that. Brent, she's told me on on more than one occasion, that's what she wants her first oh. job to be. She wants to work at Daddy's Arcade. We're on a timeline. So I'm on a timeline, you know? <laughs> so, But you know what? Dude, how can you say that, that anything like that is bad? It's not. No. Because it, it because if I can make that happen and and make my daughter's first job that, man, dude, I, I would I would say that that's a bucket full of win in any father's book. How about it? We're, we're bringing this up. We're gonna have to bring oh, it up. Oh more. yeah. So so here. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whoo, my goodness, yeah. man. Right, wow. We gotta bring okay. it up. We gotta okay. bring it up. So we started. Yeah. So this is Christmas. Okay. <laughs> So but you're not going to get this on any other show. Folks. No, 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 no. I, for whatever we charge, it, it's uh, it's certainly way too much. How about that? So, um, so, yeah, so, so Christmas and we know we wanted to talk about just, you know, giving back to the community and, and really, you know, kind of how, how Christmas is, you know, a very happy and joyous time and, and everything involved around that and talk about everyone in this hobby who definitely gives back. That was the goal of the Christmas segment. So Brent, okay, so look, so we got to bring this back up, okay? okay? All, right. All right. So, so we <laughs> hope you got a secret. Yeah, I, I, got, I got a, I got a secret. I got a secret. So, okay. so there's two things. There's two things going on with Chris or with this December Christmas and this December specifically. Okay. First of all, Christmas is like epic. Okay. So I, so I spent a little time. I went back to the to the Broken Token toolbox and I found us some epic epic christmas music because brent what's a christmas segment without without, without some good christmas okay. music we got to make the show sound like christmas dude ho- ho- instead, of, it, instead of two dudes in the basement it, talking it, it, and maybe crying it's got to be <laughs> it's got to be, be that too it's got to be christmasy it's got to be it's got to have bells in it yeah it's got to have it's got to have was, that it's it got to be like it's got to be epic. You used it. It's got to be. It's got to be epic. Right, the other epic thing that's happening. If, this if month. you play the chipmunks, I swear I'm going to choke you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the chipmunks, but no. if we go chipmunks, I'm no, kind of no, prod. No, no, no. I got it. I got it. Uh, but the other thing, man, this is Star Wars month, dude. So you know, with the oh, release of Star tell, Wars, please tell me you're not playing the Christmas music, the, the Christmas special, no, 1979. No, no, oh no, no, no. We're not going to do that. Oh god, that was actually kind of bad. That it? was really bad. That was really bad. I think they want to find all bootleg copies of that and burn it. Just, but okay. Just, and just burn it up. So, so Brent, I'll tell you what. I hit, I hit up the soundboard. I, I spent a little bit of time, and I have found us some Christmas music, man. That we can, that we can put to the segment. All right, all right, hit it. All right. 
This is nice. It's epic, isn't this it? This is nice. It's got bells. And it has bells. Oh, yeah. I like it. This is serious. Yes. Yeah. So doesn't it feel more like Christmas already? Oh, very Christmassy. Very, very Christmassy. Oh, yes. oh, this is this is sweet, Brent. We should have done this three years ago. You know oh, what I'm saying? This is okay. This is bringing this is, this oh, this is it's kind of it's kind of, you know, mellow, mellow, mellow yeah. in the mood out a little bit. Kind of upbeat. It's got kind of Christmas shake to it yeah. a little bit, you know? Please, please don't dance like that again. Yeah, I, can't, I won't, I won't I can't do that, that out of my mind. Yeah, that's kind of weird, isn't it? I'm I, not going to do that. I'm going to have to scratch that out of my mind now. <laughs> All right, so Brent, so we got us a little bit of Christmas music music going. So, man, so tell us a little bit, you know, when we were looking at the show notes and everything and just kind of talking about how we wanted to talk about, you know, what we have done from, a, I guess, kind of a give back scenario to the hobby before we roll into those who truly give yeah. back. Let's, let's, let's kind of run through like a little bit of a hit list. So what are, I guess, if you think about how you've given back to the hobby and what you're proud of, you know, your accomplishments wise, you know, so what is it? So like I said, I, I started thinking about the burger time. Okay. You know, and looking at that burger time, I really think somebody was going to execute that burger time. I, it was on the road to being a multi-game. Okay. And I mean, I, I think a lot of us, if not all of us, would, would say, man, that's, that's kind of blasphemy. You know, if it's a dedicated game that survived all these years, let's go. We need to preserve that. Yeah. Okay. Because, Fair I mean, things are going to happen. They're 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 not making any more. Yeah. So I got thinking about the games that I was able to kind of bring back to life and put back out into the hobby. Yeah. All right. So and to me this is kind of an encouragement thing. If you're in the hobby and there's if you really want to do something, you know work on it. You don't have to run out and say, Okay, I'm gonna take this converted uh I was going to say Battle Zone, but that's a bad example. I was going to take this converted <laughs> Williams game. I'm going to take this converted this Robotron defender, or this yeah. defender. Defenders are very good examples of conversion. And, and yeah. I, you know, I, I'm going to let the the naysayers beat me down, and I am not going to. You know, I'm just going to go find another one. If if you want to take that game and you want to revive that game, yeah. you don't have to go from zero to hundred. Yeah. You know, what I know, I do this. I think you do this. Put it on the back burner. Yeah, Keep just an eye out for parts. Yeah, shelve it, but, but help it live again. You know, that's that's the big thing right there. You know, I, I like to hunt parts by opportunity. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, and I don't. Just from a monetary perspective, it's easier to find things as they come up versus yeah. when you think you need them. Yeah, yeah, it's understandable. So you know, the burger time was a good example of something that was just taken apart in a million different pieces, but really was a good candidate to relive its glory yeah and it really deserved the time to be put back into it and to literally have its harness patched back together and to bring it back to life well and when you see people playing it and when you see people enjoying it and they always go up to burger time and say oh i remember that game all the burger time that's so cool Mm -hmm. you know that you have struck a chord and you know Playing Burger Time in a non-Burger Time cabinet is just not as cool, you know. That and that's I think that's part of what drives me in this is that, you know, you you want to re, you want to have the cool factor going, and part of that is making sure that the games are complete and they're authentic and mm-hmm. and they they are as they were. You know, I I know some people that have rebuilt games. And until they could find a good board set, yeah. they'll put a 60 and 1 in it. Yeah. They'll put the right harness in it, and then yeah. they'll make an adapter to a JAMA 
and then lock the 16-1 on kicks yeah. or on whatever yeah. until they can find the board, and they're working their way there. So, and that's and that's awesome because because we, you know we know what the end result is going to be, and that's that's cool that, that they've got an option to do that. So here's some uh, Whitney and I. I think we can probably back and forth on this a little bit. Yeah. Here, here's a few other games that I've kind of interjected back in the hobby. Okay, cool. Three Space Invaders. And people are like Space Invaders. And there's, yeah. it's, to some people, Space Invaders is like Donkey Kong to me. It's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But there there's are, nostalgia, man. People love it. Uh, they love the game. Uh, technically, I've, I've revived four now okay. that I think about it. I've got mine. Yeah. And when I did my, the Space Invaders that I kept, it was complete. Yeah. I had two shells. I had literally gotten out of the farthest back corner of an operator's warehouse. Yeah. No bezels, no boards, cut wiring, <laughs> miscellaneous pieces of uh, monitors in each. Yeah. And I brought those two shells back. I mean, it took, you know, I in, in one location, I hunted up the bezels. In another location, I hunted up the missing monitor pieces. Yeah. From various people, um, I hunted up the boards. And I worked through those games, and I brought back those two. You know, I had to recut a back door. Yeah. And I brought back what was basically stripped shells <laughs> back, know, back to whole games games that were stripped for parts back to whole games that live on and yeah. actually i know where those games ended up uh they've ended up in businesses in arcades that aren't so these games aren't just being enjoyed by somebody in their basement yeah people are coming in off the street and they are taking these games yep. that were holes yeah. in the back of a building yep. and they are like they're space invaders, yeah, and, and I'm playing space invaders, and, and, and that right there is what plants the seed, you know, for hopefully a generation to come. So yeah, that's no, that's cool. So they're all three, they're they're out there, they're working, they're being played. Yeah, and so, the yeah. fourth one, it was actually in my extended family. Yeah, and I, you know, so it, it was complete, but it was done, it was yeah. dead, and I brought that back to life. And you know, the kids in that portion of my family and the adults, they're reliving that. Yeah, see, that's and, cool. And so, and the kids are playing it. So what's next? on your list is equally as notorious for being hard to bring back so so what's up next pole positions oh boy yes i've had uh, a couple pole positions pass through my hands one uh, one of which i've still got in it pole position one and i had a pole position two mm-hmm. i made this comment today to somebody that that i think the reason that pole positions are so notorious notoriously problematic is the weak points that that pop up over time aside from the board being kind of complex yeah the weak points in the design of the cabinet the wiring the power and all that over time show you know show their ugly head and they're band-aided yeah so they're constantly the can is slowly being kicked down the road yeah and you know i've taken the games that i've had and i have gone through and in my opinion brought them back up to snuff yeah you know okay. where they were when they were new 20 some odd years ago when they lasted and they ran 8 to 12 hours a day for months and months and months and then still ran in secondary locations for probably a year year and a half or two years and knock on wood I've had very good luck luck out of them. Okay. I haven't had any issues. All right. And you know, to me a pole position isn't isn't a problem. Yeah. You know, I I don't mind a pole position. I actually kind of like a pole position because to me once I get a let a pole position run through my hands, 
I really feel that game is going to live. Yeah. Well, good. And That's cool. The, the person that ended up with my pole position, too, <laughs> I had it offered for sale when it. I just needed space in the game room. Yeah. I liked the one and the two next to one another. Yeah. And it was a couple, and the wife fell in love with it. Oh, sweet. And I kind of smiled at the husband. You told him, Merry Christmas. No, I, I smiled <laughs> at him because I knew she wanted it, and yeah. he kind of thought I wasn't going to bend on it. And yeah. I, st- I still made him a little bit of a deal. Yeah. But I could have, because I knew she sent him to buy it, and yeah. he had to come home with that pole yeah. position. Yeah. But just to see this lady playing this game, yeah. I mean, it, it was just, it was it was awesome. Yeah, and it's sweet. I, I I know it. I really feel that it lives. It's going to live on, yeah. and it it's really cool. I have a lot of people that come through here, and they the kids love it, the adults love it, and, and I, I like being able to put that back out there. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's cool. The next on your list is what Battle Zone, Battle Zone. Yeah, and this was this one was complete but not working, and I talked about this. Uh, on, on the show before I had BZ1 and BZ2 yeah. where I went through both games at the same time I had two battle zones and this particular battle zone it was on the second floor uh, people listening to the show or, or long time listeners may remember this BZ the game I called BZ2 battle zone 2 I got it from the second floor of a gymnastics studio <laughs> and it was full of that gymnast rosin mm-hmm. so it looked like powder but it wasn't because it was sticky yeah uh, and it had, uh, if memory serves, I think it had board problems. It needed the monitor rebuilt. I rebuilt the, the joysticks in that game. When I broke them open, they were packed with axle grease. Wow. And I brought that game back, and I took it to Louisville Arcade Expo the year that I revived it. Packed with axle grease. Packed with axle grease. I opened that up, and I was like... Oh, huh. and you can't take like degreaser or something because it'll just eat the plastic. No, you so I had I was scoop it out. I scooped it out, and then I was in there cleaning it with Windex and Q-tips. Yeah, but I took that. It's a lot of Q-tips. It's, man. Oh, it, <laughs> if someone would have looked in that trash can, those Q-tips, they were like, "Dude, you need to get to an ENT quick. <laughs> have your ears looked at. You yeah. got you're something's going up. on." Yeah. yeah, I took it to Expo, and. That game ran all weekend, no problems, and it was played constantly, and it had kids all over it. See, that's awesome. They loved that game. Yeah. It was just a joy yeah. to watch kids and adults, again, walk up and play that game. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's cool. That's cool. Now, your next one... And now you've got a pen, and and if this is if this is the Adams family in your game room, it is. That's impressive. This this Adams was heavily routed. Okay, it had a damaged playfield and a corroded MPU. All right, and it booted when I got it, but most of the, a lot of the switches wouldn't work because the when the when the batteries on the the Douglas WCP boards. WPC boards corrode, they drip right down and they get right into the resistor, resistor and capacitor uh, uh, matrix, whatever you want to term it, where they they're used to read all the switches to read and debounce all the switches coming from the playfield. Yeah, there's rows of resistors and ceramic capacitors, and it just eats them alive. Mm. So n- not only did I have to rebuild. Sandblast, fix, 
you know, rerun traces, replace parts, and get the MPU running. But this game, I touched up the play field. You know, I it, I tore it apart all mechanically. There was a lot of mechanical. I mean, it was just heavily. Let's go with love. Yeah. <laughs> and, well used. How about that? And I, I, I mean, it would have been a good player's game. Mm-hmm. But when actually this this came, this was the last Adams that came from my f- good friend Jimmy, mm-hmm. and he was an operator. Mm-hmm. I mean, he this was equipment. Yeah. And it was there to make money. That's right. And it was a game that he still had. And when he saw this game, the first time he saw this game, he said it didn't look that good when it came out of the box. Yeah, that's crazy. So I, that that's was a awesome. huge compliment to me. Yeah. And, you know, the the it's a pinball. It yeah. wears. Yeah. There's a metal ball in there. We know we know and what it, it beats does. the living daylights out of everything it touches. But I just I just doubled the life of this game. Yeah, no, it's cool. So, and here's a quick little fun fact about this game, talking a little bit about get, kind of giving back and doing things for the people, the players. Yeah. This game was at a local bowling alley, the family that owns the bowling alley. And I think I might have mentioned this on the show. The the son uh, of the of this family, he has a physical disability. He, he has n- no use or very limited use of his right arm. So, Jimmy, so that he could play pinball, the games that he would put in his out the bowling alley, he would put a redundant right flipper switch on the left side of the game. Oh, that's cool. So, if you look at my Adams, I actually left it. And, and I may t- I don't know if I if I redo the cabinet what I'll do with it, but there's actually a button plug on the left side of my Adams, and you can't yeah. see it. You you have to almost know it's there. Yeah, I, I see it now, but you I'll never knew you, it was there. You, you, I never knew it you was there. You never knew it was there. Yeah. And when I got the game, it had a redundant button on the left, so that you know that was that was his way, Jimmy's way of doing something and putting a smile on this this kid's face yeah. and he's a man now yeah oh yeah putting a smile on his face so that he could do what everybody else could do yeah he could play pinball and, and you know what and i bet that 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 gentleman at this point in time because he had a good experience he probably looks at it and says that was awesome so he wasn't penalized no, for anything no. he, he got he to was participate of, he got just to like participate. everybody else hey, I, I actually, that's cool i actually that's cool i actually met him i, I knew him i knew yeah. of him i had been in the bowling alley and i knew of the family prior to getting in the game hobby yeah and um i was going to louisville arcade expo one year okay and my dad had helped me load all the games up and we were at McAllister's, right close to my house oh, having yeah. lunch yeah and i looked over and I saw the logo of a, like bowling pins on a guy's shirt, and I recognized him. And I, I once they were fish, it was him and his mom. And okay. I got up and I said, "You don't know me, but I know you." Yeah. And uh, uh, I said, "Do you know such and such? Do you know Jimmy Litzy?" Oh yes. And smiles on their face, and they lit up. I said, "Do you remember this? Him doing this in games, and him and his uh, I say him. It was it was their family, you okay. know, because his dad was still with us, and his mom was still with us. It was a family venture." And I said, "I own the Adams family that you used to play." Oh man, and yeah, it, that's big neat. smiles, yeah. and, and it was just it was a really, really, really neat great experience that's cool that's cool so the next thing i wanted to hit and this is the this is kind of the other end of the spectrum because we've talked about a lot of kind of classic games devastators it's just <laughs> no, hey, that's not one i would have it's just a jam game yeah you know it's just it's just it's this old jam game i i didn't care for the game i had an opportunity to get 
Konami apparently made, and a lot of people didn't know this, and, and, and a friend of mine who is kind of a jam enthusiast, I mean, that's kind of his genre of games. Okay. I haven't even been able to find it since, but he actually dug out a flyer somewhere of this ca- of this cabinet. And apparently Konami had this cabinet. It was a real pretty nice kind of red red cabinet with uh, uh, like a black kick panel on it. It was semi-generic, but it was nicely made. Yeah, okay. It was a nice form factor. Yeah. It was comfortable to play a game on. They had used this cabinet for a couple games, and they used the same side artist from the kit on this cabinet, and yeah. they just kind of cut it to the contour of the cabinet. But they actually produced it as an air quotes dedicated game. Okay. Okay. It wasn't a kit game in a generic cabinet that, you know, somebody had a generic cabinet and the kit and put it together. So I had this cabinet and I ended up, I didn't destroy the art. I didn't destroy the header. I didn't destroy the control panel, but I would just trade, use it as a, as a vertical jam cabinet and trade yeah. boards out of it. And for the longest time I had an arcade shop programmable multi-game board in it. Yeah. And I needed space and it was time to go. And, it's it's not on my list of games you know i I didn't i was starting to put in games from my genre yeah and i was like okay i I don't really need a a jamma camp cabinet in here so i put the the devastators board in it and i reconfigured the control panel i didn't cut the control panel up i just like made the player one joystick the player two in the player two slot because that was kind of in the center and it made it easier for those multi-game like boards you know because center joystick so i put it back the way it was and i i offered it for sale i had it at expo and people ate it up yeah. now it was it was people younger than you and i it yeah. was people of that jamma <laughs> era but you, but you know something some whoever paid for that their day was made they, they, they're like oh this is the greatest thing i've ever seen that game there was at one point in time well several points in time there was a line of people to play that yeah, game that's cool and you know um I think Joe Stith, if memory serves Joe, he was one of the organizers of Arcade Expo. He tends to handle more of the console side, but he even said, oh, man, you've got a Devastators. I mean, that, that game rang true to him. It was familiar to him. Wow. Oh, so okay. Well, that's cool. I was, that was, that was, I was, that, that was conversion fodder because yeah. it was a jamma game. It was right in that era. But it mattered to somebody it, else. It, it survived, and I didn't tear it up. I, I did, had no desire to destroy it because it was it had survived it was a dedicated game yeah and it it was just it was really cool yet again to see it kind of go back out into the hobby and put smiles on faces yeah now last one you've got mentioned here you said this is a buy it now for 99 bucks what a deal dude dude this was a complete tempest for 99 dollars for 99 dollars monitor and all everything (laughs) so somebody i I need a mic drop sound you know it's like (laughs) thud you know out of here years ago somebody pasted Posted, pasted. I'll, I'll get, I'll get that for the next episode. Posted this on Clove. Okay, and I saw it. I was, I was at home one night, just kind of just skimming the internet, skimming mm-hmm. Clove, reading stuff, and I was like, oh well, look at that. Oh, it's in Louisville. <laughs> I think it's mine. And I was like, it's on eBay for ninety nine dollars. And I went, I looked at it, and I was like, well, it looks complete, but for ninety nine bucks, I mean, I don't even the cabinet would be fine. You know, it, bingo. Yeah. You know, buy it now. Yeah. And it, I swear, man, it wasn't. 45 minutes 30 minutes then the guy that posted it was complaining that somebody bought it (laughs) it was kind of funny and and then people were like dude if you thought you wanted it you shouldn't have posted it you know you should have bought it yeah so what ended up happening and i I, so i bought the game yeah in the in the time 
that it was up and this i don't know if this was some other person or if this was the dude that posted oh. it and, and i'm saying all this now for all i know i mean they're still active on club and club and they may be a listener i can't remember who it was yeah my feeling was is that they were in conversation with the person to send them all the parts yeah i want the monitor i want the board i want the harness yeah because when i got it the harness was looped up like you would a garden hose yeah it was laid in the bottom it was yeah. completely unplugged from everything yeah and the guy told me that he was in process despite the fact that the person he was talking to hadn't bought it of stripping it to figure out how to ship him all the parts and he was going to destroy the cabinet wow so turn around there and take a look at that that is there's a little splitting at the bottom bend underneath all the artwork yeah on the control panel that's the original control panel overlay yeah that's the original marquee i haven't changed the marquee and the sides are really, really nice. Oh, it's a great looking Tempest, no doubt. For ninety nine so, bucks, that's sweet. I I, re- I went through the the sixty one hundred. Yeah, and uh, um, of course I put all the wiring back together, and I brought the game back to life. I mean, this game, that game right there, uh, was destined to be stripped, yeah. shipped across the country, and the cabinet destroyed. Yeah. When I had my my family over for Thanksgiving. My niece was playing that game. Yeah. She really likes that game. Yep, yep. yep. My daughter and, likes ours too. And yeah. there's, there is, it's all worth it right there. Exa- exactly. You know, uh, that seed yeah. and then bringing it to a, a new generation and yep. keeping it alive. That's exactly so, right. Because they remember that stuff. They do. They, they do. remember that. You know, and I know, Whitney, you're a big restoration parts person. I know oh, yeah. you love that. Oh, yeah. I tend to do more of the kind of the mechanical kind of electrical side. And I know you, you're, you're that, but you also, you tend to favor the, the, the cosmetic yeah. more than yeah. I do. Yeah. I had a, I have played a small part in that. Now this is a real niche game. I, uh, my domino man at one point in time, the control panel overlay was reproduced and that was based on my CPO. So cool. I took I took that control panel off. That's still the original on there. Yeah, and I've got a repro- I've got a couple of the reproductions that were from that run. Yeah, but if you've got a reproduction out there, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's far, all it's off of yours. It's based on mine. Yeah, that's if you cool. were able to get a reproduction, it's from me. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I, I only know of one person that's reproduced it. I don't know if there's any left. So I'm maybe we should check with him and next show we'll we'll bring it up and mention it. Yeah, no, I mean that's such a unique game and is what i consider to be fairly rare that i doubt there's i doubt there's a lot of them out in the wild and um i doubt that there's a huge need a a huge demand for domino man cpos Mm -hmm. you know just because of the rarity of the game right yeah so you know this the the run was done kind of early on in in this the business yeah and i had no problem with it i didn't even ask for it on my dime i just sent it yeah. I took it out, took it apart, and shipped it. And then when when they were done, they they paid and shipped it back. That's cool. And uh, honestly, I didn't even ask for a control. I bought the overlays. Yeah. And you know, like I said, we'll have to reach out to the to the person that reproduced it and see yeah. if there's any more out there. Because there, if there's somebody sitting on a domino man that, man, that they, needs a control they, panel, they may need one. They may need one. That's exactly so. right. Well, Brent, my uh, my my pedigree, my list is not is not as uh, involved okay but uh, what t- I, he, that's that's a backhanded way of saying i'm long-winded 
<laughs> no, 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 no. That's, yes, it no, is. No, it, no, it's, it's. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't feel like I've accomplished as much. I guess you know when I when that's I look what, at that's what you call spin. <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, it's. I guess it's all just about. Well, you've been in the hobby longer than I have, you know. So you've get you've got you've got some time on me. All right. Now, and, now you're calling me old. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, and, and it's just how we come about the I games know, and, and everything like that. So I guess the big thing in I'm trying to add levity, Whitney. There, there you go. <laughs> you can look at my list, and a lot of mine is Nintendo based. Okay, so I'll just start out here. Well, somebody's got to love them. Exactly, and we do. We love them so very I much. Um, so I, the very first game that I bought, um, starting out in the hobby, was a basket case Donkey Kong, and I bought it. It worked, but that's about all that it did. It was devoid of uh, good, you know, good artwork. It had, you know, beat up coin door. It was a player's it, game. It was it was a player's game, and then some. Um, you know, it's it's one of those that you know I found it on eBay. It was close. I got it back to the house, and uh, I pretty much did a complete you know a complete ground up you know restore on that thing um paint and all did you paint it no it the the laminate was actually in pretty good shape okay okay Okay, um it it really only had one blemish on one side and i left it just simply because i would have been yanking the laminate off of both sides just to correct one spot Mm -hmm. and it was you know and to some degree it kind of gave it some you know a little bit of character a little bit of character as well but uh, but Brent, I went through that entire game, start to finish, wiring harness, power supply, monitor, boards, the whole nine yards, and uh, you know it, it got it to essentially looking like it to me, like it should have looked the day that it was uncrated. You know, uh, a lot of sweat equity, a lot of time, and um, you know I, I had it uh, I had it sitting down in the basement for quite some time, and then uh, just got to talking with uh, you know a local collector here, and we wound up doing a trade, and uh, he's got it in his game room now, and I've seen pictures of it, and he's told me several times he's just so so happy with that game, and so you know whereas whereas me that even though that was the first machine I bought, I didn't really have a super nostalgic tie to it because the red Donkey Kong that I wound up getting a little later was the one that I really wanted all along, you know, or now, did you, is the did one you that originally, I was after. When you were younger, did you play a Red Donkey Kong? Is that a special memory, or are you just... No, I just, for whatever that's what reason, you were. I just wanted it. I just wanted a red one because mm-hmm. because you hit the nail on the head. Aesthetics mean a lot to me. Gotcha. And in the color combo and just the overall presence of the red sits better with me than the blue does. Gotcha. Okay. So I think, I'm with you. I th- I think they're it's prettier. It's it's way prettier. And so that's what I was after. That's what I wanted. But until then, I still wanted a really nice Donkey Kong to play, you know, or, or to have. And so this one has has moved on. And uh, like I say, it was used in a trade. And uh, the guy that's got it. Is uh, you know he's he's from from everything I know he's been really happy with it and he's got it in his game room and you know and it it it's there for other people to play and I've got the one that I was after as well. Uh, just talking about the red one, uh, you know it, it was you know it it needed a major cleanup but it was 
it's on the rare side and so i have uh i've put it back to what i consider definitely better than game room quality but there's a lot that i left on it original as well because i didn't i just didn't want to take it that game and just swap everything for repro parts gotcha. that, that, that I, I i tried to steer away from that and so i, mean, I, I, I powder, guess i powder coated the metal i guess like in the car terms that it, maybe like a survivor yes and yeah you, you just I gussied it up. Gu- yeah, there you go. How about that? That's the twenty dollar word for gotcha. this episode. Okay, but uh, but it's it's good. It's clean because Brent, I want my games to be clean. I'm I'm just like I say. I'm just very. I'm a stickler on that. But uh, it's it's clean. But you know the control panel overlays all original. The bezels original. The marquees original. All that. But I polished them. I cleaned them. I did all the stuff to make it look really really nice. Um, the next two were detailed back under cash. Uh, what I call Project Flip Flop, you know, geez, Brent, what two years ago? Oh yeah, easily, e- easily two years ago. So here's here's the backstory. I, I took a Donkey Kong Junior and a Donkey Kong Three, and for anybody who may not, uh, you can anybody who may not have heard this about this when it happened, there's an album on our Facebook page under uh, under Project Flip Flop, and you can go see kind of the details on this. But again, Brent, I ruled for aesthetics on these mm-hmm. uh, on this. Okay, so I took a orange Donkey Kong Junior and a blue donkey kong 3 and i flip flop the cabinets and i now have a blue donkey kong jr which to me looks proper and right and i have an orange donkey kong 3 which i'm i'm almost satisfied with what i really (laughs) want is a red donkey kong 3 and i'm trying to figure out a way to make that happen but here's the thing and that's so for so that for people that may not know yeah juniors came in orange juniors came in orange and dk3s were kits they were only kits yeah. there was never a, a there was never a dedicated dk3 so i don't feel so bad about that because a dk3 was whatever somebody made a dk3 to be okay but here's the thing about dk3 every time i turn on the games in the game room what do the kids go play first DK3. They love the sounds. I do like me some DK3. I love me some DK3. And if you ask my daughter what her favorite game is, she'll say Donkey Kong 3. And it's, I, Brent, I think it's just because of the whimsical nature of it mm-hmm. and the graphics, the sprites, the music. And just, it's it's a button masher and it's a fun button masher. So I, I love me some DK3. And, and, every, and the kids like it. The kids love it. And it is easily one of the most played games in my game room. Okay. So it's all good uh super pack i listed here just simply because i did go through it but it really didn't take a whole lot um and i just i wanted to list it simply because it's home use only and it from a historical perspective it can't be it it can't be degraded any further than it is Mm -hmm. because it's it's, you're you're going to do your best to keep it in that that, state that's exactly right because it's almost what i would consider museum quality as far as as far as far as a super pack man is is concerned so your next your next two is that you're kind of getting now into some of the games that i mentioned in terms of what you're doing or going to have to do to them to get them back to put them back into circulation and, and it's it's total i mean the zookeeper and the rally x are uh i mean i brent i went back and looked at the at the episode list and the zookeeper's a year long now and i'm still not done with it but when it's done it's going to be one of in my mind one of the nicest looking zookeepers one could come across but that takes effort and the problem is is i i haven't been working on it as fastidiously another 20 dollar word <laughs> as as i should have okay well but again, we'll get it there it, well again this kind of goes back to what we were saying we realize that this is 
technically it's just stuff it's just stuff and there's 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 other there's stuff life. going on and there's, there's life and you know i've got to be a daddy and i've got to take care of you know business yeah. and you've got jobs and careers and everything else that that plays into this but uh as serious as as i would you know as serious as i was as i would love to be about it you've got to keep it in proper perspective as well but mm-hmm. i will say this brent when it's done it's going to be a sweet zookeeper dude i will say <laughs> it's gonna that be awesome it's going to be awesome uh, and then the rally x personal favorite gets no love but still personal favorite of mine and uh and it is a lot of fun to play and how many nice rally x's do you see like less i don't than see none. any that's the problem yeah. Brent. that's that's the problem and so i so it's it's almost become a personal uh you know a personal goal of mine to get this rally x is as nice as it can be while still while still making it look while not destroying the look of it okay it'll have patina but it's going to be clean Mm -hmm. okay and i'm good with that when i first started in the hobby my my take on this was everything had to be reproed it had to be spotless it had to be clean no dirt no this well i don't want any dirt but yeah (laughs) no cracks no gouges no you know no picks or you know marks or whatever how about how about a 12 uh, 12 is actually very acceptable. Okay, okay. Yeah, 12 yeah, good. We're I'm, I'm tw- good with 12. 12 grows on you. Yeah, okay. yeah, it does. It actually grows on you because <laughs> it, it takes on a personality of its own. But, um, but now I favor more a, a little more originality a little more patina and a little more character while still being clean mm-hmm. so now i try to hit the balance between those two okay so they'll they'll, they'll definitely they'll definitely get there um and I, i'm looking forward to when they're done not because i because they labor on me but because they're going to be nice nice examples of games you just don't see very often um and, and Brent, you'd mentioned restoration projects i've been involved with two at this point so the Rally X uh, bezel, the glass bezel, the silkscreen uh, glass bezel that was done by Phoenix Arcade, um, I I kind of took that on as a personal goal as well. Work with Darren, and thanks to the support of the community, because it took everybody to get it done. But uh, that Rally X bezel is off of my Rally X, my original Rally X bezel. Okay, so I worked with Darren. We got that done, and uh, Rich at this old game is going to be uh, reproducing the bezels for Mario Brothers, both wide body and conversion. And um, my two bezels, I have uh, a near perfect. Uh, conversion and a near perfect uh, wide body bezel and uh, my two bezels will be used for color matching on those on those projects that's as well. sweet I'm, yeah. I'm surprised that that hasn't already been done because yeah, I know. that's just not kind of a, a popular it's game a pretty popular game so so i want to give a shout out to rich and kendra they uh you but, know, you know they're maybe working just with took, me on that you know here's something you know to, to kind of for everybody maybe it just took somebody to say to get to the point i've got this do you want to borrow it? yeah and that's pretty much what it is you know i saw that rich was gonna was gonna do the project i reached out to him and i said hey man you know if you've do you have anything to color match with he's like at this point i'm i'm looking i'm like i got you covered so uh you know i've got uh i've got them and they are uh they're they're going to be on their way to rich and kendra very soon so that he can use them for color matching but i you know brent like i say i mean you know we all i think by being 
being in the hobby, you're giving something back. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it's kind of cool just to sit and you know, just just kind of I guess kind of uh, you know take stock of your you know, take stock of some accomplishments mm-hmm. and and say you know okay how you know how have we made how, how have we tried to make things better you know for everybody else and you know without getting you know too self gratuitous I, I think that's a, <laughs> that's a good that's a good list of it. Well, yeah. So this brings us Whitney to kind of a recap of of some stuff we discussed back in ep- way <laughs> way, back. way back in episode 32 yeah and that's the real people that are giving back yeah yeah these are the guys that truly make a difference and, and so you know you've heard us say this before but it's worth saying again so here, you know here, here's the people that are really giving back yeah david paul over at lifeunderglass.net yeah yeah we've talked about how david donates uh, uh, to you know, ch- he donates p- portions of the proceeds from the T-shirts that he sells to various charities. The Dave Thomas Foundation is one. Yeah. Um, he, uh, you know, David was nice enough even to throw up a shirt. And and don't if you have a choice of buying the podcaster shirt or a shirt where the money goes to the Dave Thomas Foundation, pick that. Pick that. Yeah, definitely. But he was nice enough to even say, "Hey, look, these guys do something for us." Yeah. We don't. We don't do Jack. <laughs> we you know, we don't things, do nothing. We don't do anything. Give the money to the Dave Thomas Foundation, <laughs> yes, please. There, there, are, there are children that need to be adopted. They're worthy. We're not. David is and his family are huge supporters of adoption. They've adopted kids, and so David is unbelievably talented yeah i've got right now david's art in my game room yeah and my wife was wearing one of his t-shirts yesterday was she yes i have i have people comment on the art and you know we keep threatening to make a t-shirt out of some of david's art we we just we'll do it we'll get there we got it there we got to get rid of some of our current stock but that's a whole other you know this is turning into a commercial this is really terrible (laughs) no let's not do that this is called self-serving yeah yeah, no 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 let's not do that david paul lifeunderglass.net check him check him out buy some shirts he's got awesome awesome artwork yeah and, you, and help support if the you Dave see Thomas david Foundation. at a show walk up shake his hand talk to him buy a shirt yeah okay you, you want to hit the next one yeah you want me to, go ahead yeah so the next one is project pinball and we uh we had the pleasure of speaking with uh dan spoiler uh down at um down at uh, southern fried game room expo 2015 uh, earlier this year and dan is the director for the nonprofit uh project pinball and he owns uh, a company called pinball asylum in fort myers florida now, uh, just a quick recap here. Uh, Project Pinball, their primary goal is to put pinball machines in hospitals, and they maintain them so that patients, doctors, caregivers, parents, anyone uh, in that hospital intending to children or a person in need can take a break from a very grueling and demanding schedule, take their mind off either their pain their position, their uh, their day ahead of them or their shift ahead of them, and have some fun and play some pinball. And you know, Brent, even if all it does is give five minutes of distraction or stress relief, or it puts a smile on a child's face, then it has accomplished its goal. And Dan uh, should be commended for what he's done because uh, Project Pinball has made a difference. And it's not just that he puts the pin they he i say he they they yes, yes. it's yes. not just that they the put organization the, they put the pinball the there and the manufacturers they work with people to make sure that there's support for it yeah because you know so often you hear about charities that um what, what's the show no i don't want to pick on i'm not going to pick on i'm just going to leave that yeah 
you hear about charities that try to do something for people yeah and they they donate something to them and then you they turn around and in a year or two years you need maintenance yeah or you got to pay taxes on the house that you were given or That's taxes right. on the the Pro- project pinball and then the next one joe newhart over yeah. at pinball star amusements when they do their work, they make sure there's a network of people there to support that. Yeah. There's somebody local that can go in and then is willing to volunteer their time and do the maintenance on the machine. Yeah. And uh, that is phenomenal because it's cool. They have to keep giving. Yeah. You know. So, you know, Joe over at Pinball Star, he I'm sure you've heard we've mentioned Joe before. Joe is a regular on the Spooky Pinball podcast. He's a distributor for Jersey Jack, Spooky, uh, Virtual Pin. And, you know, Joe, he, he, he started out, as, as I understand it, on the charitable side with um, Wizard of Oz's from Jersey Jack. Yeah. And Joe, he's mentioned this a few times, he has put up enough money. The question has come up, well, what happens when they quit producing Wizard of Oz? Well, I've already bought Wizard of Oz's for this purpose. He has bought out of his pocket put that money down and those machines are setting their earmarked and as they get paid for and then what I I understand now is a bigger hurdle of getting through clearances to put them in these hospitals they go out the door yeah that's cool Joe's recently uh, partnered with Project Pinball to kind of help because my my impression was is you know they were kind of having issues with some clearances and making sure things were okay and having sign off and all that kind of fun stuff and now they can work together on that and and learn from one another and get through that process a little quicker so if you're looking for a machine and joe can help you out joe's a joe is a solid guy solid guy and know that some of your money will go into the kitty because uh, he takes a portion of the proceeds from every sale and it goes into the kitty to pay for these machines to go out and, and go in these children's hospitals. Yeah, see, and that's that's fantastic. So, yeah, Brent, so, you know, those are the guys that really make a difference in, in the hobby. And so, yeah, our hats our hats off to, uh, to Dan, you know, to Joe, to David, and uh, everybody, you know, everybody who has, who has taken time to, you know, take their skills and take their vocation or just even take, you know, their, their love of the game and, uh, and help somebody else out. So that's cool. That, that Brent is what Christmas is all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Whitney, while we're in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. And while we've still got the bells. <laughs> exactly. Uh, why don't you take off your headset and hop up. Yeah. And go over and check out the cartoon theater because Santa came through my basement oh my goodness and i do have a chimney it's up it's upstairs you know fireplace on the first floor fit uh well honestly dude i gave him a key you know i gave him a key and i've got this big door so he left you something oh my goodness in in the uh, he was shy on wrapping paper oh that's that's okay and all right and and he was santa might have looked a little like me and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Santa might have looked a little like me. Oh, and Santa, you know, may have just decided just because it was funny to wrap it in 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 pink it's, paper. It's, it's pink paper. <laughs> it's oh also my it's, oh my goodness. It's wedding paper. Oh, oh, my, oh my gosh. <laughs> so oh my gosh. Open that on up, Whitney. This is uh, 
you know, recent episodes you had talked about some MCR games. Oh, and I thought you nice. might enjoy this. Go ahead. What, what you oh, got? Oh, thank you, Brent. This is wonderful. This is a uh, Bally Midway's. Uh, it's the standardized general instructions for MCR games. Now the, that's awesome. There's there's nothing really in there that you don't know, mm-hmm. but it's kind of cool reading. Yeah, and it, the, some of the diagrams and the pictures are kind of interesting. And if you look at those yellow pages, this is what's real handy. Pop that sucker open and take a look at those yellow pages. Those are fold-out schematics for all of the kind of your common monitors. So you've got them all in one place. I didn't realize this until I was flipping through that. Wow. Uh, It's actually even got a nice printed copy of the schematics for the dreaded Zenith monitor in it. <laughs> the whole time I was working on the burger time, yeah. I was looking at a crappy scan online oh, and zipping around a PDF, oh. and I had a real copy. Oh, that is awesome. Thank you, sir. That is great. So that dig, is a, great. dig a little deeper. Dig a, okay, I'm digging a little deeper. Dig a little deeper. Oh, my goodness. There's something else in here. Yeah, that that's wrapped in. Go ahead and tell everybody yeah. what I wrapped that okay, in. Okay, now this is wrapped in... <laughs> Uh, well, I, purple I used, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles paper. Which is a stark contrast to the the typical wedding type paper I used to wrap the other. Yeah, that one was a, it was a little tinsely and it was a little sparkly and it was pink. But you know what? It was a present it's and that's awesome. Yeah. Now, you may have one of these, but All right. if you do, don't tell me because it'll break my heart. <laughs> Woo! No, I do not. This is awesome. And it is a Hallmark Iron Man. Or, it's an ornament. It's an ornament? So, okay. So now you got two options. Ooh. You can either use Ooh. it as an ornament. Oh, I see what you're saying. Or it's a mod for your oh, pinball. Yes. Man, Iron Man, he's in the battle pose as well. Yep. So oh, that, that is cool. You know, there, a lot of people, they actually hunt up the old Hallmark Star Trek ornaments and yeah. use it as a Star Trek Next Gen mod. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, that is neat. We can either get fancy with some LEDs or some fiber optics and mod, use it as a mod, or you can use it as an ornament. Now, we're going we're gonna to have to figure something out. That's got to go on the game somehow, somewhere. <laughs> that, is, that is sweet. Now, Brent, I see one more in here. Yeah, there's one more. All right. Now, be careful with that, because... Well, it was a goldfish. <laughs> it's only been wrapped about a week, so oh, he should okay, be okay. He should so be okay. It shouldn't smell too bad. It should be okay. All right, that is that's awesome. Let's see. So, I got one of these, actually several of these for myself. Ooh, and it has sweet. been so handy. I'm like, I don't know how I lived without oh, this. Oh yes, 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 yes. So this is a Craftsman Mini LED work light. Well, this is sweet now this yeah thank you sir that is uh, you know your little led work lights are a dime a dozen everybody makes them that that is probably one of bright it is don't hit the button because you're it's pointed at me oh okay that is one of the nicest whoa that's bright that's one of the nicest led work lights i've gotten my hands on the bottom of it's magnetic yeah so you can stick it to a a coin door or something (laughs) and you i I have I, i i've just quit using all my other lights since i've got that thing's cool <laughs> now this is sweet yeah thank you sir thank you <laughs> you're so now, very welcome now, now 
what I brought over for you, I couldn't really, I couldn't really, well, I gave it to you before the show oh, started. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I couldn't, like, really wrap it, you know, it didn't really make much sense <laughs> to wrap it, but, uh, but yeah, so tell everybody what it was, and then there's one thing that I've got for you that you don't get till you come over to my house next week. Is it a goldfish? No, no, it's not a goldfish, but, <laughs> okay. uh, but we're going to take a picture of it and put it up on Facebook. Okay, cool. Because let me tell you what, it's everybody's going to have a fun time with that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's all good. It's so, all good. So the thing Whitney brought me yeah. today was, what, was it back in October? Was it the 21st? I think, yeah. I, yeah. It's whatever Back to the Future Day back was. Back to the Future Day. Yeah. So that day, um, uh, gosh, who was the newspaper? USA Today. It was USA Today. If yes. you remember Back to the Future 2, Marty Travels to uh, a date i think it was october 21st uh, all, uh i'm gonna get corrected on this i'm sure look it up yeah 2015 i, I, better, so I better do a fact there, check here there was fast. all kinds of things that went on uh, around the internet having to do with that day and even you know even us here at broken token us being whitney and i i went out into the garage and i on that day made the decision that october 21st october yeah. 21st i made the decision that my next game to go through was going to be my back to the future pinball and i drug that sucker out of the back of my garage and took pictures of it and posted it up on up on the Facebook page that day. You know, we changed our banner and all that fun stuff. USA Today printed a special kind of like front cover fold that was in the same font and everything used uh, in the USA Today from the Back to the Future 2. Exactly. And it's like them arresting... Um, when the movie... They arrested. Uh, they arrested Biff, Biff and yes. his crew. Yeah, but on the pit, on the front cover, it's like it's the alternate. It's cover the alternate cover. Yes, w- before they changed history, where yeah. Marty's son was arrested. <laughs> That's exactly so right. So they printed the cover, and then it's full of stories that are throwbacks and uh, references the to the movie. Yeah, yeah. So Whitney had uh, happened to ha- get a copy of that, and he presented that with to me today. Yeah, and that came all the way from. Seattle, Washington. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you remember, and it's perfect. It doesn't look like. I don't know how he got it home from Seattle. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was actually quite a, quite a, uh, quite a trip there. To be quite honest with you, but yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, I saw those, and I think I was texting with you, and you're like, "Oh man, man, if you can find another copy, you know, get it." And uh, man, they went quick. That was oh, the I'm, thing yeah. about it. I mean, they if you didn't grab them, you know, right then and there, you pretty much, uh, you pretty much didn't didn't have didn't get an opportunity to get it. So thank you so very much, Whitney. Oh no, thank you, Brent. And, but I'll tell now, you what, you're going to have to thank me next week okay, as well, though, so because very, so because that that's when uh, th- that's when is it is it the Jelly of the Month Club? Is it the gift that keeps on giving? No, 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 no. It's not that. It's <laughs> that co- cousin Randy, he would. Uh, I tell you, he's he's got uh, he's got quite no, the taste. Cousin too, Eddie, cousin Eddie, played that's by it. Randy that's Quaid. It. That's it. Wow. You turn in your turn in your nostalgia. <laughs> turn in your retro card, dude. Turn in the retro card. Yeah. I, Okay, yeah, exactly, Cousin Eddie. So, Whitney, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you too, Brent. Thank you, thank you. That's awesome. Let's let's hit on a little bit of what we did this year. Let's talk a little bit about your review. Yeah, just kind of. I think that would be a good way to close the show. It's a good way to close the show. Close the year out, yeah, and then start fresh with a new year and and hopefully do a much better job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, hope does spring eternal. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Whitney and I, we were. We were fortunate to, well, we're fortunate to do the show. Yeah. I mean, we have a ball doing it, but there was a couple events this year that, that we both got to attend, and 
man, the, the, I'm looking at the year in review, not as like a, a line by line thing of everything that we did, but of like a, a, a hot, this is like the highlight, the highlights, reel, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, and the things that stuck out in my mind was the shows where we actually got to get out and, and meet people and, and, make new friends that are actually old friends because yeah. they know us yeah, oh yeah. we don't know them you For know sure. uh lax yeah back in march uh you know we 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 were so fortunate to do that the, the people that that organize that show that are involved with that show they're great folks they have introduced us through that show we've met some just unbelievable people uh that show is where we met john trudeau mm-hmm. and uh i mean john is just a, he's a great guy you know he's he's Fantastic. he's spent a lot of time with us and it's all it's all because of a little arcade expo you know so march you know last last march we got to hopefully again this year yeah. you know they they have they haven't run us out yet on a rail but uh <laughs> we haven't worn out our welcome the, the, we get to sit down we get to live stream with everybody yeah. we pull people out of the crowd we've talked so much about kids we've had yeah. your daughter on the show we've had my niece and nephew on the show yeah. we've had uh, Dave, uh, David Paul a couple of his kids on the show yeah it, Preston's kids Patrick's Pre- oh, kids oh yeah Preston's yeah. and Patrick's kids and yeah it it's, it is a highlight yeah it is it is just something that I forget of my own games and stuff that we we spotlight on the show what I've talked about but man it it, it that the feeling of sitting down and firing up you know a live stream and just talking mm-hmm. and man that, that that is that that is a highlight of it is it, it's something that I wish we could do more and mm-hmm. and you know there's there's some setup for it and some prep and everything like that but you know Brent you know we get you know a little bit more time under our belt and hey man you know you never know what the future will hold and how we decide you know to deliver the show you know at some point in the future as well I, it'd be nice to do you know some more live shows and I, I think that would be pretty cool so yeah we'll just have to see how that works out well, we've learned lessons from from LAX that we've been able to fold in you know we've been able to update our technology yeah. and update our techniques to make things like that a little easier yeah but man there's something to be said for basically having a booth and sitting down and having the full rig and just everybody talking and just everybody just sitting around yeah. in, in that atmosphere it's it's just it's unparalleled. Yeah, man. it is. It is. So, so another highlight of 2015 was definitely when we were down in Atlanta at Southern Fried Game Room Expo. I mean, Brent, that was that was fantastic. I mean, we definitely plan to be there again next year. But uh, I mean, you talked to some pretty notable people while you were down there. I was graced. Yeah, I was. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm trying to think of, of of the words here. I mean, I was allowed to interview yeah i i guess uh, i i can't i can't say enough about this i i was given the interview for billy mitchell and joel west yeah you know i'm two of the greats i'm kind of lost for words here you know yeah and so i got to sit down uh one on two in front of an entire audience and and just talk with these guys and yes. talk about the fu- actually this is kind of topical we talked about the future of gaming yeah you know how do you how do you keep this ball moving and we've talked about that a lot with kids and kind of giving back yeah and you know it was it, it was just 
you know, this word is overused, but I'll use it again. It was just awesome. Yeah. You get to sit down with these guys that are just veterans of of the hobby, veterans of the community, veterans of the thing that we kind of love and, and just get real personal with them and talk with them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I had the opportunity to sit down. Uh, we mentioned Dan Spoler uh, yeah, a little bit earlier with Project Pinball, and I got to sit with him and Pat Young uh, from Hero uh, for the Heart and Joshua Ahern from uh, ExtraLife.org. And yeah, I got to sit and talk with those guys and talk about, you know, philanthropy and, you know, in, in paying it forward and paying it back in gaming. And that was that that was great. I mean, we, we definitely, uh, we definitely, you know, discussed that quite a bit but I, I don't i don't know it just it doesn't get old and so it's just one of those things that was uh, was really a, a you know a highlight to me you know of uh you know of, of some of the stuff that we did down at uh, sfge and then also got to spend time with uh with you know legendary you know game designer brian colin and man brent what a guy he was you know, i mean that was that was that was amazing in, in its own right and this, he was he was just so much fun to talk this to. is a perfect example of some stuff that i think i say after every show that we return from which is yeah. look at what's on the the list of things to do people to see discussions panels and check them out and don't miss them and go to them because honestly when i saw uh brian colin and he was kind of the headline there was rampage yeah there's a lot more as i always find there's more to it than the headline oh always and and the headline draws it in but the devil is in the details man and that's where it really gets interesting when you sat down and you listened to brian and and someone he he did the artwork for spy hunter like like the pixel art Mm -hmm. and and someone made a made mention to him just like how smooth it was the car driving into the, the the back of the semi and he smiled yeah because he said we put a lot of work into that That's, and, we and wanted it, it smooth and it it put a huge smile on his face because something that he did that really was probably intended to not be noticed because it was done so well uh-huh. was noticed was noticed yeah and that that's one of those that's that's one of the million surprises that, you, <laughs> that i didn't i'm glad i went to it yeah i am very glad i went to it and yeah. i walked away with with a new understanding of of what it what goes into these games that we love yeah yeah for sure and then we had a great time with our combined talks too and you know the nuts bolts and broken tokens segment and uh, <laughs> or, or i guess some kind of you know presentation or, or, or seminar and then mm-hmm. the arcade collector's corner as well both of those were a lot of fun and yes i definitely need to get the video out for yeah. those i i have been working on it i have been working on it so i've i've got it it's in post and we'll we'll definitely get it out it's just oh my goodness just you know life and work and everything else i i mean brent i would love to do more on youtube absolutely love to do more on youtube i we would actually need to hire a second set of hands you know yeah. another set of hands in order i've got all the respect in the world for the guys who do youtube regularly and are on a production schedule and everything like that hats off to you all because I, let me tell you it's a job i'm gonna throw something out live here mm-hmm. and i might get the oh my gosh no wave down from whitney but yeah. let's i'm gonna throw it out i know that some other other shows are able to leverage folks in the hobby who have let's just go with off mic talent yeah okay we need some of those guys if it you know if you're out there and let's just say you're a whiz at video editing and you can do you can say oh man i can throw i yeah i can throw that together in five minutes that's no big deal yeah if if you're if you're that person 
and you've got a little time and you want to help out a little bit yeah reach out to us reach out to we'll, us we'll make it worth your while for sure so we'll, there, there, there's stuff that we can and there's stuff that we can you know that i'm sure that we can you know help pay back with on the flip side or whatever so yeah yeah we'd it, love to talk to if, you if there's you know like i said we we, yeah, we'd love to talk to you. If yeah. you've got a little time and you want to you, you want to kind of jump in like we do and contribute to the community and you have the opportunity to just do that. You know, Whitney, I know I am very thankful for the opportunity to basically create something. Oh yeah. Cuz we create this out of thin air. And it shows. <laughs> Cuz it has no substance. No, I'm just joking. That was man. awesome. You'd think we set that up. That yeah. was awesome. You know, we create this out of thin air and I think people really enjoy it. You know, we get some feedback yeah. on it. it. You know, if you're sitting out there and and you've got that talent and you think you want want to get in and jump in and contribute gosh we'd love to hear from oh, you oh yeah would yeah. love would love to hear from you yeah so that that's awesome but we, that's you know awesome. back to the, you know the highlight of it we had great turnout mm-hmm. it it was that was uh people that knew us people that didn't know us i think it was very informative we had people and that it was would, just a lot of fun. it was a lot of fun we had yeah. people that walked down uh after those those uh uh panels and they said you know we we really didn't know what to expect we'd not heard the show and you know you've gained a listener you've gained you know we took a lot away from this and that makes us feel good because we yeah. were able to yet again here we are giving back yeah. some so yeah, it was it was fun it and, was fun definitely highlights you know come i mentioned this coming out of louisville arcade expo here's one of the real highlights for me and i'm sure for whitney too i already mentioned you know, we've built a little bit of what i hope i can call a friendship with with john john mm-hmm. trudeau oh yeah and it was a big highlight for me to get him he would give us his time he had the opportunity to do it and he was willing to do it give us his time right after the release of his game when i'm sure he's being pulled left right and straight to sit down and talk with us for a full evening i mean yeah. it was a good couple hours it was and just talk about that game yeah it was sweet it was sweet yeah there, there's it was, no doubt it's, it was an evening with john trudeau as you know, we called yeah, it yeah there was a lot of stuff that was in that game you know to, he talked about how like your um how like he was able to implement the uh the bonus lighting yeah and, you know what your what your bonus multiplier your multiplier lighting and all that kind of fun stuff and things that just just put a big smile on his face and that he could talk about and then bring to our attention that maybe everybody didn't notice because we were focusing on some other aspect of the game yeah. and it that that was just i mean that was really uh, i can't this is another overused word yeah. but i'll use it that was really cool yeah it was it was so so Brenda, I, you know when we think about i guess kind of looking looking forward a little bit oh oh two things that, that i wanted to mention i, I want to make sure that i i definitely uh, gave thanks uh, here for a couple uh, points where it's definitely due. Hey, see Dixie, we we were able to bring, get in touch with those guys, and uh, of course they, you know, they they combine two of my most favorite things in the world: bluegrass music and ACDC <laughs> together. And uh, we were able to get in touch with them. You need and, to update your machine with pinball browser. <laughs> yes, I, I guess I do. And. Um, and you know, it, it was one of those things where we reached out to them, and they were so gracious, and they allow us to use uh, their music for the show, you know, intro, outro, bumpers, and everything like that. So thank you to the guys, and um, I, I'd, yeah, that was a big score for us. So you know, I, I you know, Brent, it's it's tough to do a show where you use no copyrighted material, yeah. you're safe about everything that you put out there, and you know that you're doing it with permission and with taste and with 
without you know causing you know uh, the copyright police to come down on you and pull your content and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And that's things we have to think about as podcasters. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a very real thing. And so um, yeah, so getting getting those guys to give us permission to use their music was just uh, was just a, a big coup because we like it. It sounds good and, and it fits it, us. And it fits us. Yeah. It, it really fits us. So yeah, that's that's awesome. And no, so for, from a personal aspect, is this yeah. where you're going? I yes. know there's a couple things that hit each of us specifically. Yeah. And uh, and I, I'm sorry, I kind of jumped ahead. That's on okay. You, no, so I apologize. I know this. I don't think I can. I am stumbling over my words so much here. This is just. I apologize. You know, but you're, you're invested at this point. Yeah, you might as well listen to it all the way through. You just need. We just need another three minutes of your time. Okay, we promise. I cannot convey how how big of a deal this was to Whitney. Oh, this was this this was. This was epic for me. I, I mean, when I think about you know a highlight for 2015, it it was definitely the David Crane interviews. Um, I, yeah, I'll even go so far as to say that you know from a video game perspective, you know I looked up to the man. I still do. And it, it, Brent, he made an impression on me early on with Activision because I read his story. I I knew those developers by first name picture and everything or at least i felt i did you know (laughs) and uh activision made such an indelible mark on me you know as far as the 2600 universe goes and uh when i look at you know game changing uh i guess interviews or opportunities to talk with somebody john trudeau is one of them david crane is one of them beyond a shadow of a doubt and it it fulfilled something that i've wanted to do for 30 years so yeah I, i just that was just so cool so david if you're listening or if anybody um knows david crane is listening thank you a couple of my personal highlights yeah and uh this is kind of contemporary so it almost sounds like i'm just grabbing you know grabbing on some on a couple things that are just like forefront things i've just recently talked about but the there's a history here and it one of my one of my personal highlights of the year is finishing up the burger time yeah cool. for all the reasons that we've we've talked about yeah uh it's nice to bring it back it's nice to bring it back to life yeah it's it's nice to see it playing it's nice to have seen it uh played when it when it stayed up <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fuse man and, and it's 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 a personal triumph to take something that was almost just like i mentioned earlier ripped apart yeah and bring back bring it back to its former glory and then just see it used and enjoyed once again so i mean it's i I, when it was when i brought it out of my shop it it sat here in the middle of the floor for a little bit and i just stared at it yeah i mean it was just it was just (laughs) i was very proud of that accomplishment and and you should be any any time that you can bend 30 year old to your to your will then yeah it's it's something to be proud of Uh, the second one uh, is the the cartoon theater the yeah. the Kitty Rama cartoon yeah. theater yeah and the the this seems to be the, the the underlying theme of the show and I've said it over and over you said it over and over it this just put so many smiles on people's faces I yeah. had people that were not gamers that happened to be at Expo that were friends of mine. I had this happen a couple times that saw that name and then found me or I happened to be walking by and they had a huge smile on their face because they were in those things and it was more than a fleeting memory. It was more than a game. It was more than a something. It 
kind of like with my sister and I, where I'd mentioned that I remember the two of us being small enough to sit side by side in a booth exactly like this and then have their own kids sit in it watching cartoons. Yeah. And I I had, I've had more, uh, more smiles from adults over that than I have anything else. (laughs) Yeah. And then on on some good feedback too. Yeah. And then on a personal front, I learned a lot from yeah. it because, you know, we talked about the Raspberry Pi stuff yeah. and it, it, it brought some more skills to my yeah. table. Yeah, it so. kind, of, kind of expanded expanded some horizons. So that's cool. So, you know, personally, of all the stuff that I'd kind of worked on through the years, those two were like huge hitters for me. That's cool. So, so man, so what's 2016 look like for you, man? What, what, what do you want to focus on? I'm going to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> Punch a card and just kind of just kind of. I don't low, know about huh? you, but I'm, I'm about to walk off this podcast thing. <laughs> Mike, drop it and roll. Yeah. You know, I I didn't really do, from a game perspective, I didn't really work on a lot of pins this year. You know, I kind of just gussied up, you know, one pin. Yeah. So 2016, I'm 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 really I want to get through some pins. Yeah. I, I really kind of want to change gears a little bit. The Back to the Future setting in the shop. Yes. I've yeah. got uh, a couple high speeds. I know f- for us, they're yeah. you and I that, yeah. that I want to get into. Oh, cool. So I think this year, right now on paper. You know, of course, the Pinto looked great on paper. It did, yeah. And for our international listeners, yeah, I, listeners, I still think the Corvair was a really cool car. Yeah, for yeah. <laughs> international listeners, maybe like, what's the Pinto? Just go, just look it up. Yeah, you'll, look you'll it have up. a good laugh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on paper, for me, game wise, I'm really think I'm going to take a shift and start working on heavier on the pins that i've got it's yeah that's awesome that's awesome that's kind of what i'm looking forward to well for me i, I definitely have two games i got to finish you know so with the rally x and the zookeeper i definitely want to get those done simply because they're they're in progress and, and they need to be done but um this year brent i'm going to um i'm gonna i'm gonna do a game for my daughter uh, she wants Popeye, uh-huh. and so Popeye will get uh, the restoration treatment. She's asked me uh, for that uh, more than three times, and so she's, Daddy, when are you going to get to Popeye? When are you going to get to Popeye? I'm like, honey, as soon as I get these other two games done, they're going to be done. So so Popeye's on the list. Um, I've talked about doing some centipedes for a bit, and uh, I definitely just have to get them done. I want to give one to my brother, and um, and then you know we'll just, we'll just kind of see how everything let's kind of see how everything rolls out you know i've got a stretch goal would love to do a pole position cockpit you know and get that done at some point but that's that's going to be a little lower on the list because i want to do a game for my daughter and i want to do a game for my brother you know so that's that's really kind of kind of how that rolls and then i i guess just you know brent i <laughs> would love to get the the website redesign done that's <laughs> that's something I'll, i want to i definitely want to do you know from a podcasting standpoint and uh you know and get a cart system up to where we can sell some shirts that'd be pretty sweet and uh, then just you know a couple little other you know projects you know back back end kind of projects and stuff like that. A little self serving. If you're interested in a shirt, yeah, email Whitney. Yeah, and not this. I know I always joke and throw Whitney's name out there. <laughs> Whitney happens to have the stock. Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, email Whitney at brokentoken.com and yeah. we'll take care of you. Yeah, we'll set you, know? you up. Yeah, we'll set you up. And we sold a few, so you know it's cool. But I think once we get you know once we get a cart system up on the site and can offer that and a couple other things, we've been kind of you know just kind of tossing yep. around that we'll be setting a lot better. But you know, like I say, it's 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 a long it's a long term play, and uh, I know a lot of people do things different ways. But I don't know, Brent. I guess here in Kentucky, we just you know <laughs> it's slow and substantial progress. You know that way, it's not taken away. So. You know, if, 
if you grab a shirt, I know we've got a couple of listeners. This kind of ties back to some other comments I've made about the Facebook page. And if you look on the left side of our Facebook page, we've got it opened for people that like the page. They can oh, post. Yeah. And it's, it's so it's worked out so well. It has. And yeah. we've got a couple of listeners that, um, that, kind of feed back to us yeah. by taking pictures selfies if you will yeah of them with our shirt at a location yeah and it the, i i i hear i am stumbling over words again it's just i can't tell you how much we enjoy that how yeah. that makes us feel it's it's awesome it really is so brent let's um yeah, we and we thank everybody for doing that too. So, except for Eddie Cox, and Mike Martin, <laughs> Mike Cox, and, and Eddie Martin, exactly. <laughs> so, Brent, let's uh, let's let's go ahead and close this mother out. I, I've got uh, just one thing I want to say at sure. the end, okay? But uh, real quick, people can find us, uh, you know, on the Throwback Network. We're available there uh, at throwbacknetwork.net. So, we thank Rob O'Hara and his team for uh, allowing us on on their network. Uh, we can also be found uh, at iTunes, uh, Stitcher Radio, and Xbox Music music as well and of course uh the good old social media facebook facebook.com slash broken token i encourage everybody to go out there and check that we are constantly posting kind of between the episode updates uh new new photos things we've got going on new uh uh, uh albums i mean there's always yeah. stuff going on on facebook so yeah. i really encourage everybody to check that out and that's a good way to keep in touch with us and you know i know that as whitney and i do stuff we like to share what we've learned you know it's not a hey look what we're doing it's a hey look kind of how we're doing it <laughs> yeah and if you hey, look a, at this yeah, yeah if you got a better way let us know and if it helps you out here it is so yeah. we do a lot of that uh twitter at Broken Token, yeah. and of course the website, which uh, I know Whitney keeps saying needs to be redesigned, but I think it looks awesome. <laughs> I need to add some features. I need to get it updated and just add some stuff to it. But, so, But the website at www.brokentoken.com. Yeah, so Brent, before we uh, sign off, uh, g- give me my Christmas music back real fast. Where, where's that at? Where's it at? We got Christmas music? Oh, yeah. There we go. Isn't that awesome? How's that? I, lo- I love that, Brent. Well, I just want to say real quick, Brent, you know, we're closing in on three years on doing this show. I mean, 36 episodes. Uh, I'll say this, man. It has been a pleasure podcasting with you for these past two and a half to three years. It's, dude, this has been great. So, you know, we're X number of episodes in. You do, yeah, just take a little bit of time, do a little bit of reflection. This is, this has gone really well. It's, it has, it's, it's, yeah. it's been, it's been a highlight of me, I guess you could say, you know, or <laughs> when I look back on, you know, what are the things that you're proud of? What are the things that you've done that, you know, you look back on and you smile about? This is definitely one of them. So, man, I, I thank you for taking the time well, to do it. You know, it's, well, thank you, Whitney. It's, it's I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's, it, this, it, this is, been fun it's my are my eyes getting puffy oh no no you're doing you're, you're doing good but and for everybody else you know i know we say this at the end of every episode but yeah, it's christmas time and we mean it and we thank everybody for listening for everybody that takes the time to send us an email uh likes a tweet uh, retweets us posts on facebook it doesn't matter we have made such good friends and this you know in the podcast uh, the podcast means something because of that well whitney you know uh you know in the, in the spirit of what you're you're compliment to me yeah you know i I, i'm sitting here reflecting on the year and you know the the run of the show and um i mean we had gotten to know each other prior 
and I I feel that you and I have become very good friends. I wish we had more time. Yeah, you we, know? I, and, and I understand and that's, that. And that's probably the, that's probably the one well, kicker right there. Well, you know, there's there's families involved. Yeah. and there's everything. Some some months we we go and we only get to see each other. You know, we live a little distance apart. Yeah. And one of the things we set out when we did the show is we wanted to kind of do it in person yes so we've got good quality and we've got good interaction yes yes, yes. you know kind of how we kind of rib on one another <laughs> exactly and we can play off one another yeah it's difficult to do that with skype, skype. Yeah. yes it is and it it has really been uh it, it's really changed my outlook on things and having you in my life has really changed things oh, unfortunately likewise. for yeah. the worse but <laughs> <laughs> But no. it's Christmas, so say it's for the best. I can't. I can hard. I have such a hard time being serious. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. No, man. I'm seriously. I I, I really appreciate that. And yeah. you know, honestly, sitting here, it 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 didn't occur to me, but it occurred to me. And when yeah. you said it, man, it really hit home, and yeah. I really appreciate that. Well, man, you know, it, it's it's it, that's what Christmas is all about, man. It's it's for finding it's for finding all that's right. It's for finding all that's good, and it's for making the things that aren't maybe that way for making them that way mm-hmm. and we're all so fortunate man and uh you know Brent, i'll tell you i've never wanted to use the podcast for a platform but i'm going to do it right now and just say we're all better because of each other and if that's any if that's one thing i can just leave everybody with i'll, I'll just leave it with that and you know um i thank everybody who listens everybody who contributes and uh you know i thank everybody for the hobby and for what it does for all of us we hope that we're sitting here for another three years and uh you know for everybody that listens or that will we hope that we bring you you know the same the same joy that it brings us so i i don't know anything else to say but thank you and merry christmas Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with, but I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britt and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes store and on our Stitcher Radio page, as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Letzi. And that's me. <laughs> Music for the Broken Token Podcast, graciously provided by Hayseed Dixie. Head over to their website at www.hayseed-dixie.com for videos, tour dates, merchandise, and to purchase music.
Far Power.